Hello, mech fans. This is Duncan Fisher. Hold on firmly to your mana potions, fireballs, and familiars, because you are tuning in to your regularly scheduled episode of the First Circuit Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the First Circuit Podcast 130,000. So, for today's host, of course, we have Biter. Blarg. With the camera. Ian. Uh, yes, with the camera hello. today. I know, it's amazing. Uh, old, old Bob 10025. Hello. Myself, Larsh. And for today, we got a special host, PGI's own community manager, Darian. Hey, guys. Good to see you. Yeah. Yeah, Congratulations well, on 130. Yay. Woo! Yeah, Woo! good to see you too. And thank you for popping on today. This is yeah. actually very special for, for everyone here. Um, so I think today what we're going to be doing here is we're going to keep it a very somewhat open discussion like we do here on the First Circuit Podcast. And we're just going to discuss um, MechLore Online and kind of go over what had been done in the past, what we all thought could be uh, touched upon, and looking towards the future of MechWarrior Online. Um, so I think um, Biter and Ian, you kind of have like the structure more w- well packed in your brains. I know I don't. So I'm going to go ahead and bounce it off to you guys for a little bit and let's just uh, hop into it. Ooh, I got to face I'm right. my mind to Biter because I honestly have no idea how bad it that. <laughs> As always, professionals here. Professionals, yes. of course. Um, yeah, naturally, of course. The, um... The game has been out for, what like since uh, early what 2012 or something, but we're not wanting to cover every single thing that's happened in the past. It's really, uh, particularly uh, with a mind to the future of um, MWO, we want to look at the more recent patches and changes and see, you know, uh, what PGI has been pushing towards. Generally, what to, um, where they have succeeded, where they failed, and you know where they really failed or whatever. Um, to get the ball uh, sort of started, what was uh, the most recent change. I think that was, was it PSR or Group Cube Merge? I think it was uh, both of them actually like, at the same time, I think. A very similar time it was. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, touch on, um, <laughs> you know, the, the biggest one would be a Group Cube Merge. Yeah. Um, yeah, P, uh, PGI in their most recent instances have uh, been quite uh, a positive, I would say, for them is that. Um, they, you know, put out, you know, a lot of uh, posts d- detailing their thought process, where they plan to take the game, and asking for community feedback. They then give a list of suggestions of, you know, here's our ideas, and eventually they went with for PSR. Uh, I think was it Jay Z's uh, own code, and plant punk put that into the game, and that was actually one of the best option. They chose the community option for the PSR changes, and. Um, the the main concerns, at least for, talked about the community, though, was of course your question of stomps. And whilst they gave us some numbers, it took a while for them to actually explain what the numbers were. And uh, so even though there's communication, um, we weren't we we often are very you know we as a community are often still scrabbling a lot at the facts. And you know they they gave us graphs showing hey there's a huge column in the center and it you know it goes outwards, but we don't know how big that central column is. Hmm. You know. Um, and the, um, whilst people talked a lot about stomps, I personally feel like at least over the long term, that was not actually the biggest issue. For me, the big issue I brought up at the time when we were going through this was the fact that everyone was being reset to tier three and how this would affect the new player experience. The game before, of course, was start players at the bottom tiers against the, the worst opponents. 
and that made complete sense. Now they've been putting up in the middle of the pack, and they have to lose a lot until they can finally play people of their own equal skill. Like so, for the most part, I feel like the change for what it was trying to achieve accomplished most of their changes. They listened to the community successfully. They communicated better than before, but not very. You know, there could have been way more data. And crucially, there was one flaw, which is the whole everyone starting in tier three. And also, at least, um, you know, there's other little things like it takes forever to actually move out of tier three if you, you have to play lots and lots of matches. So, yeah. Uh, looking, um, you know, I, I could just keep going with all yeah, the past like, you're Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're, just, you're just going this at it. This is the segment on this, this is the segment here. <laughs> okay, this, this is the present, really... though. Like, this is the present, like, what we have, like, yeah, right now, basically. Day. Like, let's yeah. go back. Let's go back to the past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you know, let's go back to the past. What what what's was... whether anyone else wanted to say anything about the PSR? This yeah. is, you know, oh, okay. thoughts, okay, the present well, thing. I mean, I... We've... yeah, well, we've talked about uh, well, the let's... PSR and procure changes a lot, and I think our verdict is what Byter said. Uh, we like the more open communication. We think there are still possible improvements to communication, especially when it comes to hard data, mm -hmm. like how many consecutive players does macro online even have combined with Steam and uh, macro online portal? Because we only know Steam stats, stuff like that. In general yeah. um okay. but yeah it was certainly a improvement over what we've had before that and i don't think particularly our issues with the with the game what we as the first circuit think should be changed going forward are things that have to do with the recent changes but more with the long-term past changes um yeah if, if yeah. you don't mind yeah, my touching yeah, on yeah um I think you guys recognize, and at least listening to your last uh, podcast, the so the PSR changes were a success for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. And that was yeah. us working with the community. Now, obviously, I wasn't with PGI when this happened, but uh, I'm aware of it all and 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 what the results were. Um, but working with the community, which is what we're doing now, that's like the big endeavor now is completely working with the community, and a lot of that was based off of the success of the PSR uh, changes. Um, but like you guys touched on, that can be tricky, right? Filtering uh, the community's info that comes in. Um, and also one issue oftentimes with the community is that they're not game developers. So there's a lot of, um, you know, you don't know what you don't know type stuff going on. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a, it's a pretty major challenge. But I guess the point I was getting at is, for one, we pointed out at the beginning of this, this game's been around since like 2012. So somewhere around eight years, everybody's been playing this. I think we're in a unique situation with uh, MechWarrior Online and the MechWarrior community in that this game's been out there for a very long time. And there's still, you know, 10,000 daily consecutive players, 40,000 players every month. So there's still a nice little community out there playing this game after eight years, which is pretty significant. There aren't many games that I play for that long. Um, like I can count them on one finger. I, you know, it's, yeah. there's just not a lot. I get usually bored of games after five years. Um, and, and so I think our community is a little bit different in that we understand this game and we can be effective at making positive changes. Yes, the community is not going to know every little detail, uh, you know, as far as development, you know, maybe the engineering side of it or the, um, the, the design side of it, you know, whatever. But that's fine. What we can make up, we can make up that gap basically of understanding by doing exactly what you said, which is bringing forth more data. And I certainly, my intentions are this time around to keep the communication more open. 
Uh, in fact, you know, I, this, this last week I made a forum post because, um, you know, some people on the forum thread specifically about these changes were a little upset that I wasn't posting more in the forums. And <clears throat> I totally understood that. But uh, basically, you know, I'm swamped right now with getting all this data, absorbing all this data, understanding it, presenting it to Russ and, and you know, basically formulating an outline and a plan. Um, but my intentions are uh, starting Monday, I'm going to be making a I'm going to start a new forum thread. It's going to be basically a regular update every single Monday, um, telling basically the community what we did the, most likely the previous week and what our goals are for this coming week so that every Monday that'll be out there. Uh, everybody can know what we've been working on, what we're working on. And, you know, it's going to be, I'm hoping a much better communication situation with everybody. And then on Fridays, I'll be doing the podcast with Phil or whatever. Um, so I'll be doing regular contact on Mondays and Fridays, every single week, keeping the community, um, you know, right in step with what we're doing. So I'm hoping we can get all that data. Like you're talking about, we can explain the data better and um, make these conversations much more beneficial. And I think the community with that information and it being filtered properly and all that, um, we can be highly effective. That's my hope. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, one common thread I feel is, yeah, since we touched on uh, these topics, uh, at least on a fair number of, um, it would be the, um, the fact that PGI does actually, yeah, they um, they usually can produce something that makes is fairly coherent. The thing is that it always feels to me that there's actually one part that falls through, that uh, you don't finish all the homework. And that is the crucial thing with the PSR change was that in the end it was all worked out, but uh, you left out the final question of, you know, new players and that that final question, that final part of the homework was not finished. The yeah. same as well with, um, we talked about the group queue merges, um, at least it was sufficiently talked with the community, but a big change to the game beyond what anybody had really necessarily anticipated was um, obviously the like how it affected matchmaker and how it affected where mechs actually were placed. In solo queue, mechs were dropped, you know, light mech, lance, heavies, mediums, and then finally assault lance. Whereas now, of course, they're all spread higgledy-piggledy all over the place. And that has completely changed the game way beyond any effect that the groups had, at least from my perspective. And that, again, is just the final piece of the homework that wasn't even necessarily discussed and hasn't been addressed. Yeah, um, well, let's address it. You know, like, yeah. we can, we can, that's absolutely within the realm of possibility as far as changes, right? That's not nothing super difficult so number one new player experience talked about all the time because if we're you know like you guys brought up in the last podcast um i only see really two main ways to bring people into this game and that's going to be word of mouth um you, you know if we make positive changes you guys get excited the players get excited they tell their friends that they knew played it but they stopped playing it two years ago or whatever and bring people back i've gotten countless um contact from people saying you know basically prove me wrong i dare you do you know <laughs> make these changes and, and and you know they're 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 standing back and standing by or whatever yeah, um, um they're, they're waiting for the changes and so those those two things were you know me just echoing what you said in your own uh podcast with, on no guts no galaxy but i yeah. still want to uh keep a, a focus an arrow focus on finishing the homework that yeah um PSR changes, uh, we did actually have a post several months later saying, hey, here's how the PSR changes have happened. We, we mm -hmm. were given some numbers, yeah. but yeah. there was not, 
that was nice for the community, but what we really sort of want is um, a, 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 it would be nice to have a commitment a few months after a change has happened to look back and just do the follow-up. Because that's the big issue with Group Q and PSR and a lot of these changes is that they they are worked on for several weeks and the the big obvious problems that need a few months to come you know, to the fore in the community's mind will never get addressed. And I feel that going forward really should be something that should be much more remembered to put on the table. Yeah, and I feel like that applies to a lot of things. Um, for example, you know, putting out new maps. We put out, you know, over the years, we put out a map. The map's decent, but it could use work and be fixed, but we kind of move on and it's putting out another new map and another new mm -hmm. map. And there's all these decent maps that we've already got out there that if we just did a little work, if we just did a little love, uh, they could be great maps, like, you know, like other ones that are, are favored in the community, like Rubelite or Canyon or whatever. So I feel that that in general applies to a lot of stuff, right? That yeah. you, we can put something out there, but then that follow-up is very important because obviously you put something out there, you test drive it, you see the flaws, you see the what's good, and then you want to go back and fix the flaws so that it's great. So I think that applies to the new player experience. I think that applies to the spawn points like you're talking about, um, all this stuff you know can be rehashed and certainly the the new players coming in at um you know tier three that's an issue and the community made that point abundantly clear and so you know the suggestion is to drop them to, to bring them in at 4.5 or 4.6 or whatever and that's going to be a big part of the discussion going forward I is think it's a um, great idea yeah and then and then also just and then they kind of bounce off of your point you said earlier is that you know to reach out to the community be it from like you know from social media or people on like twitch or youtube and getting the you know the biggest excitement back up which i think is a good way to actually touch on right now is that you know as the group here in the podcast what areas in the past did get you excited to begin to play this game and kept you in for three or four years ever you know are you asking me or are you asking well, i'm actually I'm, I'm actually asking the group so Bob, oh, yeah, no. so, so, so for instance so what so i guess you know because you know as a content creator what got you excited to play this game like basically you're at work and you're oh. you know and you're, it's, it's a very <laughs> long boring day stocking shelves or whatever yeah what made you be like i want to get home to play MechWarrior online well like on my drives to and from work which is about an hour and a half i got all this time to think in my head you know run over you know raccoons and skunks and stuff like that but uh but in general though um, Battletech is just what I love, you know, basically it's one of the things that, and then stories you can tell with the content and also getting you guys to hang out with me and go, Hey, I need your shot like this. I need you to jump at this location, you know, and then, you know, then I'll get the really good shot for it and you know, everything. But the passion was making, yeah, yeah, you knows, but the passion was just actually just, um, having fun at the game. And I think that's what, one of the things that I don't have a passion for like anymore. I play the game. I like the game. It's Mech Warrior. It's BattleTech, but it's just kind of like you know I'm going through the paces. And then over a period of eight years of making all the content, I haven't really made much content like anymore because uh, I think I tapped that as far as getting the content out or funny things gets like you know and plus whatever. Plus also the the player base went down to to what it was before to what it is now. And and I think that um, if we could get the passion back into it. A lot more content creators will actually because I think there's only like three or four that really make it all the time. Like um um Baradol, I think it is. Baradol's still doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but he's still doing it. Yeah, GTB. GTB. Yeah, he's still doing it. But there's a couple people that they're like, I'm gonna make 
MWO for one day, like they used to make it for four days. Now they make it for one, and then they're, you know, he's doing other things now, like Battletech and doing other stuff, like from, you know, from HBS. And it just, it saddens me because it's such a good community that, you know, I lost that, um, that drive to like go, I'm going to make a video when I get home. This is what's going to happen, you know, type, type thing. Like, Larsh, yeah, I need yeah. you to be on at four o'clock, be there or be square, you know, type thing. And it's gone, you know, but I still play the game like every so often, but not as much as I used to. So, yeah. um, to roughly do a timeline in my own head, at least there was a time MWO was PGI's only focus so that, mm -hmm. you know, every month or so, like we would have uh, big changes, you know, something skill tree, something engine desync, we would have yeah. um, so, so Solaris. It was something uh, new all the time. Game, warfare, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Obviously then after that, we had a period of time where there was some support, you know, um, that they would come back to the game, that they would add heat scale limit quirks. Uh, they would do things like the group merge, the PSR change, that there was some port support. And for quite some time, for a year or so, uh, it's been, you know, just MW on life support, no change, completely static. Yeah. And obviously the point is, is that um, we're moving a bit more back to the olden days. I don't think it will jump all the way at all to PGI's sole focus. It, we're having to see what's the best we can get from the middle times of, occasion, you know, they spend a while to come out with just a couple of changes, key changes to the game, or, you know, changes to spore points, weapon balance, quirks, et cetera, et cetera. And um, at least in those times, what I really liked was just the flavorful quirks the most. Gave me a reason yeah. to pick up yeah. like the uh, three PPC Highlander 2C, for example. Just like, oh, hey, they that was a really mediocre variant, and now it actually has a purpose. Yeah. And um, the game being completely static it was one of the things that really dragged at me, and I think a lot of people. Whereas when it was a little dynamic, when the, they were slowly patching up the game, or at least just slowly uh, flexing on the game, it, it uh, you know it, it made it a lot more interesting. You know, also too, like I think what you you brought up is, uh, um, damn it, I had it in my head. God damn. Um, so like oh, with the oh, videos, oh, no. we would have a new no. quirk, uh, yeah. you know, new quirk into the yeah. game. You, yeah. We all try it out. We draw. We have a lance of that new mech, and that would be great video content. But when there's none of those yeah. quirks coming out, of course, there's none of that kind of video content to make. It's kind of like YouTube and Twitch. You know, you have to be consistent on on getting videos out, your times and everything else. If you, if you start dropping, which I noticed this myself when I used to do Star Trek Online is I dropped for two years. And when I came back, it was like I was starting over, you know, and mm -hmm. no one, no one watched, no one did anything until you build up that base again. And that's one thing that, you know, basically like I think PGI really needs to do is, you know, start getting that stuff out, be excited, be new things like Butter's talking about quirks, this, this mech now has a new paint job, you know, just whatever. It doesn't matter like what it is. As long as the community actually sees you doing something, which you're doing now, actually, which is really good, is as long as see you doing something, then they'll come back and then they'll come and go ahead and enjoy the game again. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. and I think I would like to follow up on this. Um, obviously like chain, considerably changing the game to make it feel somewhat different. If it's balance changes, new maps, new mechs, uh, special quirks, stuff like that, is obviously something that gets us excited. Uh, for me personally, though, what I'm really missing and what I'm really missing in my heart are those times from like three years back when we had uh, 12 men lobbies in Discord. And yeah. um, that's for me the main thing. Like people left over time and it's been quiet in the in our voice comms 
And that's, yeah. I think that's mostly the reason why I'm focusing so much on the new player experience, because I, I like to get people into Battletech. I'm a diehard Battletech fan, and I talk a lot about Battletech, <laughs> as anyone who wants me can, uh, can vouch for. <laughs> so I would love to bring more people into MacWire Online, but I've noticed um, anytime I've tried, I've struggled. Mm -hmm. And that's the main reason why I'm focusing so much on new play experience. And I'm hoping that maybe later on in the podcast, we can touch on some ideas yeah, that we're, we about that. We're kind of the shadow off of Ian there. Yeah, like we're I'm the same way where I think now, I mean, you know, I want to focus on new player experience for sure. Because um, like, I think a good scenario is that, you know, I, I, have, I, I have one friend close to home who's been trying to get into MechWarrior Online. He's maybe played maybe five hours of the game. You know, but it's one of those things where, you know, as because 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 there is no marketing, you know, the player base has kind of become that marketing source in a sense. So he so he'll come to me and be like, oh well, there's this game MechWare Online you play. You know, what can you tell me about it in its current state, kind of thing? Well, two or three years ago, you know, I could go, oh well, there's like all these new mechs. You know, these mechs have these really interesting quirks. Um, they have these really good events, like during Halloween. One of my favorite events mm -hmm. in this game was the Halloween event. You would get so much free stuff, and as a, as a new player, was fantastic. Um, but then, you know, as a new player, they would drop into tier three. You know, and then um, a few years back, if you were like in tier one, you couldn't really match up with like a tier three person almost because of the bucket system. I think is what it was. Um, but yeah, but you, merge, you couldn't form a group, two man group because you'd be searching for an hour or two. That was the big <laughs> thing too. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Prior. Yeah. If it was just me and my one friend, we could not find a game. Um, you know, it was just, you know, so we would try to do like a sync drop and that was like a half and half crapshoot kind of thing. Or I think that was the biggest part of when our group started to, to lose interest actually, you know, be it for worse or not, is that. Whenever we could not get a dedicated group because people were getting playing other games, Mech 5 came out, so people were playing Mech 5. But those who stayed on Mech were online, if they, if they were going into like a group of like three or five, they would, be, they would just wait in the queue for 20 minutes. And yeah, that's all bucket systems. And then, yeah, and then, uh, then, you know, and then let's say they wait 20 minutes and then the game wouldn't be a good game. And then they'd be like, well, we just lost. Let's go ahead and search for another game for another half an hour. And then it would just be. That you know, it would it, you know, like as opposed to like prior years, it would be back to back games, and it was just mm -hmm. constant flow. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. but I think that's kind of um, like my long and skinny of it. Yeah, there was also though a grander uh, another thing we should touch on, uh, which was that it wasn't just um, getting new friends into the game, or you know, necessarily having to wait too long for matches. Back in the day, we would have to still wait. You know, during the the peak times that we were were playing the game, there were times we were stuck in waiting for ten minutes or so for a match to actually happen. Mm -hmm. um, and we did have a dedicated crew, at least of eight or so. Mm -hmm. You know, that would always play, and you you could find a match reasonably, at least for quite some time, with a crew of eight. But even so, we were losing those crew uh, key members. We were losing interest in the game, and I think. Um, well, partly, you know, it's um, any game that goes on long enough, you're going to get, you know, get very bored and used to it. But there was a, a long-term trend that we've talked about with the game, that, that sort of spark and flair that you could really show off to your friends and would mm -hmm. share with your friends and these things slowly faded over time with the successive changes to the game. And this, mm -hmm. I think, was very well summed up by the video of Mech the Dane a couple of years ago or so, the unfunding of MWO. 
that um, I think just all that, you know, that all, they always did 90% of the work, but there's always that little key little part that um, undermined the experience. And a lot of the time, the, the direction of the patches and changes were to make the game much more bland and disinteresting. The times that we would go out with weird, wacky builds and things that, you know, that would be featured in the beef videos or Lash's videos or many of our videos, they were all slowly nerfed or removed from the game entirely, just that they lost their potency. And it's just not the same to get a, a group of 12 random idiots and bungle them in with uh, uh, brawlers when brawlers are just so less effective. You just don't get, you know, as many wins as you used to. Okay, um, let's let's switch this up because now we got the past. Are we okay. getting an echo, guys? I, I don't know if we're getting an echo or not. I don't know, it might be. That's probably going to be from Ian's. Okay. All right. <clears throat> you know, let's switch this up from the past and, and let's hear from Darren actually about the past and then we'll go to the present, you know, basically and 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 then go from there pretty much because like I don't want to have the podcast of us beating up like, you know, Peach. Yeah, we don't want to get, yeah, because I know? feel like Darren's been here being like, yeah. he just built this stuff. We are like, on 20 minutes here, so let's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, I'm totally yeah. okay with that. You know, again, a big part of my job right now is listening, so it's, it's okay. I'm, I had yeah. no problem with anything we've done so far. Um, as far as the past of this game for me, I've seen a lot of, you know, obviously being here from the beginning, a lot of ups and downs, good things, bad things. Um, I think what I, we all have things about, you know, at some point over the last eight years where we had the most fun, right? And mm -hmm. so, um, in some way we all want to get back to that feeling again. Um, but you brought up, you know, you guys like wacky and crazy and things that are, um, you know, not bland, so to speak, right? Um, that's one of the challenges working with the community is there's such a wide variety of what people are looking for and what is creating that, um, you know, that experience, giving people that same feeling that you have. There's some people out there that, you know, it's it's the competitive side, obviously, right? And and mm -hmm. so in, in that situation, the, the blandness, I won't say is is uh, desirable, but the, a lot of the blandness I think happens because of balance, right? We're trying to create this perfectly balanced game. It's never going to happen, though. And yeah, well, of no. course it's never going to happen, no. but it's not, but it's something that we've always yeah. tried to get to. It's always like been a a goalpost is is this balance or whatever. I do think it's unachievable, um, but it's something that has always been worked towards. Now, I'm not a spreadsheets type guy, and. Um, you know, I'm, I can see things a little bit easier, the, the big picture, step back, you know, see it all. When it comes down to numbers, I think the community is going to do a lot better job than I am with with crunching numbers and figuring all that out. You know, people like Jay-Z and, and tons of others out there that know this stuff way more than I'm ever going to. And so I'm excited about utilizing the community in that way with the future. But again, talking about the past, there's just a big variety of players and what makes a great experience for them it might be faction warfare it might be crazy drops you guys brought up um you know matt newman's proposal about yeah. doing uh like i personally think I love matt, that, idea, by that the is way. perfect yeah. i mean i would yeah. love that i want to see that <laughs> yeah i i think matt is a genius i love yeah. matt he is awesome he comes up with just really good ideas and i hope that that's something that the community pushes for is you know his event queue or whatever of course a big thing with moving forward, I feel, is simplifying the game and it not um, not mm -hmm. making it even more confusing. And that part of that is just no. 
I would yeah. heavily disagree with that, just with what I was saying earlier, that uh, people keep pushing for things to be made more and more bland and savvy and balanced, but that's not fun. We keep hearing about, oh, you're going to slightly tweak the numbers to make sure that all the mechs are on an equal playing field. But it's usually all those numbers are being tweaked down to being where it's all this bland, amorphous mess. I don't want it to all be simplified. The complexity of the game is, in fact, one of its strengths, and yeah. that we should lean into that strength at least for a little bit, because the balance of this game has constantly been pushed with the unfunding of MWO, it's constantly been tailored down, pulled back, pushed back, just always pushing us into a smaller and smaller and simpler box. I don't care about a simple box, it's boring. I care a box with lots of buttons on it and make different noises. So <laughs> what, I, what I'm referring to, I think, is, um, you know, when I say simplification, things like not having too many cues, like we were just talking mm -hmm. about the event queue or whatever. Um, one of the issues, obviously, you know, I'll go back to even new player experience. Mm -hmm. New player experience to me is absolutely crucial. Like it is a one of the biggest issues because the reason so many people that are currently playing bring up new player experience is because they want a bigger player base, right? A bigger player mm -hmm. base does is a beneficial to everybody. And it, it's probably because they want to bring in their friends and they've recommended it and they come in. And one of the problems with new players is just the game is overwhelming. So when I say simplify, I don't mean simplify it to to make it more boring i'm saying more uh simplifying it to make it more fun so um for new players so they don't come in and just go you know what i don't even understand what's going on here i'm out of here um yeah. avoiding well, those kind I of think... reactions I think personally the key word should just be fun, that you pick up the game and it should be fun from the get-go. Mm -hmm. And part of that is, of course, not swarming lots of information at you. But the key yeah. word that you focused on until I brought it up was simplification and not fun. The game, it's yeah. a game, it should be about fun. And whilst fun is a kind of an amorphous term, it's hard to define down. It, you know, at least with us, uh, uh, those of us who are used to the game, we know what are the key drives and interests in the game. And for me, the game isn't, fun because it's simple it's actually the complexity of the game that you want to get people into well sure. i think maybe we did a touch touch on that a little bit and even to dive more into um especially with new player experience is that um we should probably get into the idea of the of the actual tutorial um mm -hmm. because yeah. uh because um, yeah go ahead could be before we uh dive into the new player experience because yeah, i think sure. that's kind of a, a big topic for all of us um yes. mm. i want to comment on the balance thing so you mm. guys talked about the perfectly balanced game which is never going to happen the thing is though and this is something we've talked about in the first circuit podcast in past episodes um in i think we can all agree that macro online is fairly well balanced at this point which, well, yeah. in my opinion, might be one of its biggest issues right now. Because a perfectly balanced game will never have a need to change. And if a game never changes, it's get, it gets boring and stale. Which is a reason why I actually like if something is unbalanced. Um, if autocannons are overpowered, people are going to play autocannons. And that's going to change two months later when PTR is like, oh, autocannons are a bit strong. Uh, let's push lasers a bit. So uh, they're fun. Um, and this is something we've seen in the past where the game meta has been constantly changing and the game has been evolving. And yeah, it never was really balanced during those times. There were always subpar and overpowered weapon systems. Like I remember the Piranha originally. I remember the Kodiak 3. And <laughs> obviously that's somewhat of an issue, but you do get the trade-off that the game evolves and changes and isn't and doesn't feel as static the way it did in the past two years. 
Well, I mean, it was static because of MechWarrior 5, basically, because they weren't, you know, they left the lights on and no one was home. Well, yeah, le le you know? less, um, yeah. They, they were still doing quirks and things, but yeah, yeah. less support. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, like, but, I mean but, but, like, you get that when you have to work on a whole other game. I mean, it's, you know, we kind of need yeah, it going in, so. We, we all understand this, and I don't think we should yeah. really keep those last two years too much in our mind. No. Um, but it is mostly down to balance. Um, there weren't significant balance changes in part, I think at least, uh, Darren, you can always correct me if I'm wrong, uh, because PGI didn't really feel the need to change the balance that much because it was fine. Well, I can say this. I've seen the data, and the game is absolutely at the most balanced point it's ever been in its history, okay? Mm -hmm. But on the same side... What does that mean? Like, um, um... It means that there's no outliers as far as mechs that or we mechs or weapon systems that um, BPCs. are consistently yeah. more effective or whatever. So all the numbers have kind of flattened. They flatten the curve, right? Okay, so... Um, and so more than ever in its history, it's balanced. However, if well, it's not fun, really what's, what's the point? Because... Okay, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll do what I can to, to get those numbers out to you um, potentially this next week. Um, but that being said, if it's not fun, what's the freaking point, right? Mm -hmm. So the game could die in a year, but hey, it's the most balanced it's ever been. That doesn't make any sense to me, right? So this going to the community and this is this could be a double-edged sword right oh Cause yeah because it, it could totally succeed or it could totally fail but now it's like i keep pointing out i've been stating a few of my own opinions but really ultimately my opinion doesn't mean crap you know so it it's really going to be what does the community want to see changed and hopefully that's making it more fun that's our hope that's you know we had pillars when Matt and I first sat down talking about this, one was simplification, and it's not the simplification that you're thinking. It's just making it less confusing I only for said simplification new players. Because that was the key word you were calling right. upon. Yeah. yeah. But the other but the other word that went with that for us was making it more fun. So you know, again, this is just coming from us. That's not super important right now. What we're saying isn't super important. It's really what the community is going to come up with over the coming weeks that's more important. Um, so, you know, keep everything I say, take it with a grain of salt, right? Because ultimately my opinion isn't going to matter that much in the end. Um, I'm just here as a facilitator, um, understanding both the business side of it and the player side of it and trying to make it all mesh into a, a plan going forward. Um, but I absolutely agree, uh, that there's a lot of people out there that the complexity of you know, MechWarrior Online is it's it's key selling point. Hey, I played Eve Online for five years. You know, that was a huge learning curve. There mm -hmm. were memes yeah. about what kind of a learning curve that was. I love you know the original Daisy when it was a mod. Yeah. I love really difficult, confusing, got to do research to figure out type <laughs> games. That's my personal you know personality mm -hmm. and the kind of stuff I like. But I'm also aware that the MechWarrior community is vast and in fact one of the largest groups of people that are kind of untapped for their opinions are the, the largest segment of players aren't watching podcasts aren't logging onto mm -hmm. the forums aren't watching the twitter feeds they just log in play the game and, and get out and mm -hmm. so we're you know we're trying to figure out how to tap those people as well like via emails uh your email list or um you know when you 
log into the game, just a simple pop-up that says, do you like this better or do you like this better? So we can start gathering information from that group of people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We're going to try and use By as way, many resources great, great as possible. Pop-up pop for service is something we've talked about. Great idea. Yeah, it, so, so it's, you know, the, the the community, one of the things I love about it is that it is so vast and there are so many different opinions and, and what makes the game fun for each person. So it's going to be a significant challenge to to do what we're doing here. Um, and I recognize that for sure. But I also am super pumped and excited for what those the possibilities are. And so I'll, I'll stop now because I'll save the possibilities for when we start talking okay. future. But that's uh, cool. All right. I have but, a question for Darren. Um, actually, I have one question for Darren. Now, now we talked about fun. Okay, fun is fine. You know, we want to have the, you know, one event where you have no gravity, where you just kind of every time you shoot, you flip around or like whatever, basically. <laughs> you know, okay, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. That that's cool for the general like aspect. Now, for the lore aspect, because I know like you're part of lore. Ian's part of lore. I know Ian's like shaking his head. Fun is cool, but once you get to a certain point of silliness, like say PPCs that go around corners, auto cannon rounds that shoot from all across the the map, type of stuff. What's the fun aspect of what you guys are thinking of? Like this might be for the you know like future part type thing, but it, you know there's a point you have to get to the lore aspect to, and then fun in itself. Like what what is the dynamic of how you guys think about that? Like, how does lore apply to making the game more fun? Is that what yeah, you're asking? Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, like a lot of people, that, like I know my, I know myself is like you know I, I like to have more lore compared to anything else. You know me, I love lore. I love the aspect of the backgrounds, you know that kind of stuff. Shut up, Ian. <laughs> I can see your face, but uh, but uh, um, I I want to have that, but also I want to have fun. But what is that balance? You know, what would they be that yeah. balance of four PGI? This is one of the points I want to bring about the past that there is a certain Mech Dad audience who have played the previous games and stuff. They love talking about the lore. We had a whole huge big update about the faction warfare thing, which of course uh you know, actually just made the game worse ultimately. Yeah. It was a long, slow moving train wreck. And the games the, the fundamental core pillars of the game, uh, if I were to define them, would never really really re revolve around the lore. It's worth touching so on. So see, more, you guys made my point, didn't you? How you have <laughs> an extreme, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it's out of my hands to some extent, right? Like the community is going to have to make this consensus, and mm -hmm. and you guys are going to be button heads. It's going to be like, I want lore, I want fun, and you know, and how do we, you know, blend those together? It's it's a difficult question. It's a difficult task. Um, my feeling about lore, of course, you know, I bought battle droids in 1984, as everybody knows, or yep. some people know, uh, I see you have that behind you, by the way, Battletech, uh, game of, uh, yeah. urban, urban mech combat. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's important to me too, right? I care about lore. I've read the, the books, certain, mm -hmm. you know, probably 20 to 30 novels over and over and over again. Uh, because I don't like jihad, but uh, yes. it's um, <laughs> just personal. That's my personal thing. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when we're talking about it. law, you go to the books, you go to you know the old single right? player so this, games and stuff. You mm -hmm. don't go to MWO. So okay, so my here's my a little bit of my opinion and mm -hmm. and my feelings on this. It's it's difficult, right? Because you can't mm -hmm. make everybody happy. No, Russ mm -hmm. has kind of come to me and said, you know, Mech Warrior Five is really where the lore is going to be the economy is going to be the you know that that kind of that kind of experience where mech warrior 5 is more or mech warrior online is more focused on just the um the the, the multiplayer experience of so pvp right so um it doesn't mean like we're like yeah this is multiplayer or this is pvp so therefore 
don't put any lore into it. Hell, again, we're moving forward based on what the community wants. So if the community wants Easter eggs and more lore stuff in the maps and that get fixed or get created in the future, you know, then that's up to the community to say that's what we want. And, and I'm totally open to that. Am I going to be like, lore get that lore out of my mech warrior online hell no i love it too you know but the question is how do we bring more yeah. lore into mech warrior online to where it's worth putting that effort into it's making it more fun i'm open to everything man like well, i'm totally open I, I to more lore i would say at least from you know all the time and effort that's been put into mwo all the time and effort that put into mech warrior 5 it's kind of clear that pgi are not necessarily the best at providing lore they can fit the battle tech aesthetic and that hey they won an award for... yeah that story <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But, but I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm joking. Yeah. No, no, I know, I know. Yeah. And that's actually why, like, you know, why I enjoy coming on this podcast because we do, even though we you know within our our own host base, we have very differing opinions when when it yeah. comes to mm -hmm. what and, makes the game good. So, and we, this is kind of what I quickly wanted to add on because, yeah. as uh, Bob, Darren, you noticed, uh, like Bob is on the one spectrum, Bob is on the complete other spectrum. Um, mm -hmm. I'm kind of leaning towards Bob's side. I think Lash is kind of leaning towards uh, Vida's side. I mean, and yeah. Even, even with this kind of a diverse group, like just between us four, we've kind of come to the conclusion, and I'm hoping that the community as a whole can kind of come to the same conclusion, that lore has a big place in any McVoy mm -hmm. title, obviously, but the main focus of a first-person shooter should be the fun of the gameplay. You can well, yeah. put you can put a lore in the Mac lab, you can put a little bit of lore in Easter eggs, but if mm -hmm. the game isn't fun, all that lore doesn't mean anything. Well the lore yeah. you know, like the lore aspect, I'm not talking about you have to change a game. You just just put a little like you know, like little thing the awesome was built here, blah blah blah, little pop up that comes up yeah. when you go like That's look cool. up the mech. I'm not, I'm not talking about change, completely fundamentally changed, yeah. like the PPC can only fire at this and that's it, you know, type thing. It, well, it just think, has to be something well, that, that puts yeah, lore into this the game. All rambling is a waste of time. Uh, perfect, yeah. Oh, no come biter, come on. Um, the thing is, this is MechWarrior Online is not the tabletop game. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I think we get we have, a, we have a contingent out there that is trying to um, translate the tabletop into MechWarrior Online. I think that's an absolutely absurd and impossible task. MechWarrior Online is not the tabletop oh, game. No, 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 it's not. But at the same time, what we can do to reach out to that group of people is respect the lore. We're not going to shit on yeah. the lore. We're not going to, you know, um, we're not going to disrespect the thing that brings a lot of people to the table, which is that... Just buff this guy. Look at that. <laughs> I, 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 I got my package, man. I got, I got my four favorite minis. I got I touched this. on at least that uh, PGI can... Um, do the theme and feel of Battletech. Like, uh, yeah. they haven't yeah. thrown in giant biological monsters that you fight. <laughs> no, and we're not going to. Please don't. No birds in Battletech. <clears throat> but no I, th I, I think probably the biggest thing that, that like, that McWarrior has done to do lore is that, now for again, like, I don't, like, I don't do a lot of lore. I actually came in during when, when Dark Age came out. That's when I began buying MechWarrior stuff is when, when the little like click pieces came out. My, my desk is actually covered in them. Um, but I think, you know, it'd, be, it'd just be really cool is that like, you know, the things they've done very well from a lore point is that they've included, you know, for example, putting in before an event or before a mech would come out, like, for example, like the Roughneck yeah, was not was based good. in lore, but they had a really good, like, one-page storyline about the mech and the and pilot. Let's, let's that was use awful. the Sun Spider, please. As no, that, no that's Roughneck that, was fine. The Roughneck you know, was fine. But, or, 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 you know, where, where all, the, where the, the, all the cockpit items that are, like, flavor Easter eggs, those are really good. I know so, Bob and I have ranted 
for months and years about faction warfare the planets there's no descriptions yeah i actually put any of the planets um, i uh, like talked to paul I, I talked to yeah. paul about doing it and i was doing it for a while putting the planet like descriptions as best i can from sarna uh, for like a little bit like all the major planets i did but i got to a certain point where it's like oh my god you know it, it i i just lost that passion you know, like I was talking before, but when I was doing that, I was having a blast just typing the planets and, you know, putting the descriptions because it doesn't have any descriptions. That's the biggest thing about faction warfare. I mean, you're fighting for two kid, but there's like planet description not named, you know, type thing. You're just like, yeah. why right. am I fighting I for think, it? You know, I think a lot of the fun came from it's like it's I mean, it's not it's not number based and it's not going to change like the gameplay, but it's the flavor. I think I you think can totally just use numbers. Too to uh, reinforce the feel of the game. So in the past, you know, you, they came out with the Hunchback and like the one mm -hmm. with that starts with an AC20, they gave mm -hmm. it really strong AC20 quirks. This meant that, well, if you take that yeah. Hunchback, you're yeah. taking it probably for the AC20. Mm -hmm. You can put other things on it, but uh, it really, it had a role within the game. Of course, yeah. over time, they nerfed those AC20 quirks. Oh no, oh, it might be a little interesting and fun so they nerfed it and think of the newest mech packs i mean those came out a while ago but you get you know something like the dervish and there'll be one with five percent missile velocity oh that's that's really distinct can i, to can I speak on that real down. quick yeah so so when we did the quirks you know phil was a major or sean lang uh, was a major component in the quirk system um, I enjoyed him as well, but we got a lot of kickback from the community regarding the quirks because the, the, number one, there was a there was a contingent of people that loved the quirks because it changed it up, right? And and you could, for example, with the the hunchback or the awesome with the PPCs or whatever, you you, you could play it like you couldn't play it before, and it, and it made it fun. However, there was a lot of people that were pissed off because they felt like we were. Uh, pigeonholing them in a direction like if you're going to take the 4g you have to do an ac20 otherwise you're not taking advantage of the quirks that it had and mm -hmm. so they felt like they were forced to do an ac20 with the 4g when maybe they didn't want it maybe they wanted to do an ac10 and whatever a different loadout and so there were those people that got mad about the quirks so that's oh, wow. my yep. point is that it's not yeah 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 but that, that was all played into, from our perspective, the reason why a lot of us stopped playing the game was mm -hmm. simply the game was being made less fun. Yep, absolutely. That's that's it. And we and and I, you know, I've heard the term for years, the unfunning of Mech, mech yeah. War, and I understand that. And so, again, I hope we, as community and as PGI, we can find a path forward that's going to uh, benefit the the largest group of people. Um, but I would love to touch, if we, if you don't mm -hmm. mind, moving mm -hmm. a little bit into the future think, of Mech War. Um, yeah, so just, um, yeah, yeah, okay. uh, just, yeah. we'll move on to the present, was, you know, we yeah, went past we've, present We've future. spent a lot of time yeah. on just yeah, other yeah, things yeah. bouncing around there, so yeah. I, yeah. Okay, I so let's, to let's talk about the present, <laughs> I, and, I'll, t and yeah. I'll talk about well, what... I, I want to just uh, round up my thoughts for past, which is just simply very briefly, it's that uh, when a P whenever a PGI does uh, changes, they do 90% of them, mm -hmm. and there's always the key things that they forget they leave out. There is the fact that uh, they will listen to parts of the community that, like with law, will lead us to just go around in circles and waste time, and in fact, make the game worse, ultimately. They listen to the wrong people. And then uh, finally, just the overall trend within either the PGI team or from what the community says is the unfunding and blandening of MWO over, over time, which drives away a lot of community members because everything is now, according to some vague stats that we never have seen after all these years, are balanced. Okay, so where I, okay, so totally agree. So now moving forward, mm -hmm. it's gonna be important for the community to 
keep me accountable. And, and I think that follow-up is essential. Two things are important, just constant communication and follow-up. Um, but, you know, the follow-up's going to be on, ba- you know, on what you, the community, comes up with, right? We're, we're following up basically on whatever you come up with, whatever we implement. You know, we test it for weeks, months, and then we go, okay, these change- changes need to be made. We follow up and fix stuff. Instead of moving on and, and forgetting about what we put in and it's not working, but who cares? Here's a new shiny map. Um, you know, it's going to be, I think the follow-up is important. In fact, more than seeing new things, what I want to see personally, and again, everything I say with a grain of salt, um, because it's not really going to matter what I say, but I want to see everything that we have in the game already polished. I want to see everything we have in the game already fixed and made better, because I think we have so many assets. You know, would a new map be cool? Sure. But also fixing 30 maps that are already out there would be even cooler, in my opinion, right? Oh, yeah, Especially since most of us have been playing the game for years, and um, it would have a big impact on us. But anyway, in terms of where we are now, and then we can move into the future, um, Mm -hmm. I had the meeting with Russ and Matt this last week. Uh, I presented them basically with a rough breakdown of all, you know, categorized all the stuff that uh, was suggested and sent in to me. Um, and now what we're doing is forming a rough outline based on that. We can see what was, you know, brought up the most, um, categorized, put into, you know, like, uh, quality of life, low hanging fruit type stuff, new player experience type stuff, and big things that could come in the future. And so I'll be bringing that to the community this coming week. Uh, first, I'm having another meeting with Matt and Russ to talk about it and make sure, okay, we're all in agreement here. Um, this looks good. Then we're going to be, I'll make a forum post. I'll post all that up there. We can start discussing it and tearing down the different things. We'll have roundtable meetings. We're going to have, bring the, bring devs in to do technical reviews and say, okay, this can be done in this amount of time. This, you know, this is uh, who you'll need to hire or, or bring in from, an, you know, another department to make these things happen. Basically establish a team based around what we're doing. You know, that was one of the exciting things from the meeting is that we already started talking about, okay, uh, you know, new hires and how big of a team will you need? How many engineers, how many, uh, you know, 3D modelers, animators, whatever, to make these things possible. So already, you know, we're talking about when the rubber meets the road and making these things happen. So it was a really positive meeting for me. I got really pumped. Mm -hmm. Um, There was nothing that I showed from the community that Russ um, you know, said, oh, that can't happen or that's not going to happen at all. In fact, he was pleasantly surprised with what the community brought up. I think he was expecting more pipe dreams. And and mm-hmm. like, for example, not many people brought up, uh, you know, building it in Unreal 4. I think people got the idea that that was Good. a monumental <clears throat> task and wasn't, you know, a, a, a big reality. Now, again, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but making that happen is, is a, a huge challenge. And But anyway, my point is the stuff that was brought up is all very doable. And I think that's what's exciting to me is that we can totally make this happen. So right now, where we're at is we had a great meeting talking about the stuff that the community brought to the table. Now, this next week, we're going to present that stuff, a rough outline. Then we're going to start talking about it, both with the community and with the uh, the engineers okay. and the mm-hmm. all the technical side of it so that we can establish um, an understanding between basically i'll be bridging that gap right between the developers and the community so that you guys understand we can get the data to you we can get the numbers to you when we say it's the most balanced it's ever been we'll present that so you understand what that means um you know and so it's all going to be about that just complete open communication transparency to me this is an opportunity right like Mm -hmm. this game's been out for a long time but all of a sudden we've been given an opportunity to make it last for another four or five years 
And why not, you know, at this point, again, like I said, yeah, we could die next year and it's the most balanced it's ever been. Is that going to make any MechWarrior online fan happy? No, because the game's gone, right? And so I feel like right now we have this amazing opportunity to take this franchise and this game that's still 10,000 people a day, 40,000 people a month are playing and potentially grow that again so that it has another four or five years of fun that, you know, we didn't expect and potentially we could extend the license again. So, and you know, which opens up all kinds of other possibilities. So uh, that's where we're at today is that um, this coming yeah. week, there'll be more communication. There'll be more information Ooh. out there. Yes, Johnny. Okay, so I, uh, no, um, <laughs> I'm just curious, like what, um, if you could talk about what type of, not the pipe dreams, but just like a generalization, well, not a generalization, but what are some of the ideas you're going to be presenting to Russ in the following weeks, basically? What, what have you kind of thought of... Um, Specific. Oh, you want actual information? Well, just just uh, right. just I'm one or two things. Just one, just well, one or two well, things. I'm curious. Uh, would... A way to phrase this question would be something along the lines: Yeah, there's like hundreds, thousands of ideas from the community, but what are the yeah. most prominent ones, ones you have presented? My wife's to, laughing at me now <laughs> for some reason. Uh, I would I would say what ideas have like stuck the most? I would yeah. say in meetings. If you're if you're able to share that information. Sure. I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's nothing I'm. Uh not wanting to share so it's a lot of information but like some um obvious ones is reducing the skill tree or or mm -hmm. redoing the skill system okay. or whatever mm -hmm. people have talked about you know changing it back to the old system Ooh. um people have talked about mm -hmm. cutting the the skill tree down by 50 percent what we mm -hmm. currently have um but obviously the skill tree is is a topic right and so again it's up to you guys where you want to go with that. But skill tree is a big one mm -hmm. and the grind for people, you know, like, uh, and that a lot of these blend in with other things, right? So the skill tree is also part of the new player experience because if new player gets a new mech and it takes them 200 matches to get that mech skilled up before they're even, you know, before they can be competitive with people that have been playing it for years, that's an issue, right? New player experience. Yeah. Same bullet freaking consumables pay to win nonsense. <laughs> yeah, and and so you guys touched on some pay to win stuff in the last episode. I think you you guys were kind of, I forgot who it was, but somebody we've, was. We've we've always been opining against or having issues with the consumables because, of course, um, they take C bills away from newer players. So it's only yeah. really the people who've been around for a while. Um, it's one of the most powerful parts of the ski tr skill tree. The consumables often very much undermine a lot of the mechanics of the game. So you know, there's, there's all these this stuff about weapon balance and heat management. Oh. Boop, I've just undone all of that, you know, mechanics for, you know, a good minute or so with the cool shot. Oh, right. well, we need light fast mechs to run around where well, we got a UAV. Boop, I could just instantly spot all of them for no risk to myself. That's lovely. <laughs> and, oh, look, there's a bunch <clears> of defenders <throat> there trying to stop the NASCAR. Boop, you idiots, you stood still and together. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's up to you guys to fix, right? Yeah. So come up with a solution and let's make it happen. So, um, skill tree, big one. Yep. Good. Grind is one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh super simple ones like just removing the time of day change to matches because i guess a lot, i don't experience uh uh, uh frames hit not everyone myself. is on you know great pcs yeah so certainly certainly that affects some people that seems to me like just a no-brainer we could do that in a in a day yep. um changing you know, drop smoke get rid of that oh my god all this stuff is possible man yeah. removing the two minute requirement for the reconnection mm -hmm. um uh you know, mech lab explaining heat management better or the, the values not representing correctly, mm -hmm. um, removing torso heat spike, 
simplifying the command wheel, more private lobby functionality. The 8v8's been brought up, but I don't, I'm not uh, sold on that being a, a, a simple, um, I think that's very divisive. There's a lot of people that want to keep it 12v12 and a lot of people that want 8v8, so that's a topic to be discussed. Um, spawn point fixes, easy fix, easy obviously, one, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but but also that could be altered by maps being altered. So, but mm -hmm. anyway, spawn points is a big one, and I think an easy one. Um, uh, matchmaker balancing better, uh, balancing by you know distributing players by skill more evenly, mm -hmm. um, removing the C bill recruit cost for uh joining I forgot units. that was even there that's a good one yeah yeah mech mobility um revisiting the quirks like you guys brought up a lot of people want quirks back um rescale huge one right so rescale mm. to me is one of those this may not be an easy thing this might mm -hmm. move to the a bigger uh update thing but Rescale is a, is a weird topic you know because um there's volumetric rescale but as you know i sean lang phil you know he was a tanker and he could take two a1 abrams tanks put them side by side and one could be 30 tons heavier than the other but it looks exactly the same because there's all kinds of variables right it could be the armor thickness it could be the equipment it's carrying and so we i feel and and i don't know how the community is going to feel but i feel like rescale needs to not be volumetric but it needs to be rescaled by fun what's going to make the game more fun because if you can have uh, you know, two tanks that look exactly the same, but they're literally 30 tons difference, then it's, you know, saying it needs to be this big because of the tonnage doesn't really make sense. So I feel like the, the rescaling needs to be done by what size does this neck mech need to be in order mm -hmm. to be fun, you know? And so rescale is a big issue. I have no idea how that's going to work itself out and, and what's going to happen. But obviously how that can affect the game is huge. I mean, that could that could be one of the biggest impacts on the game from all these things. Because if you just think about it, if all the mechs kind of got a little bit smaller, especially like the assaults and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. Rescale is a big one though. Weapon balance. People just basically want another overhaul of the of weapon balance, which I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, the, the data is showing that it's the most balanced it's ever been. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's fuck the data and go with quirks again. Who knows? Um, and then also armor balance, things like uh, Jenner, Stalker, Jaeger, Rifleman Arms, um, you know, the armor balance on that or whatever. Um, new player experience, huge. It could be, you know, from starting cadets at a lower tier, like 4.5, 4.75 were both uh, recommended from the comp scene. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know whatever everybody else is going to say. Maybe it needs to be five. It's, maybe it needs um, to... As I said when uh, it, was, uh, it came out, that um, the way it's been made is that it's always an equal gain and loss. And so that's why everyone had to be instantly put in the center. Uh, a way that it could have done, but obviously that was harder to implement, is you make the side slippery, such that if you're in tier 5, it's easier to gain match score. If you're in tier 1, it's harder to gain match score and it's easier to lose it, etc, etc. Come up with the plan. Let's let's figure that out. You know, like, I definitely agree. Like, you know, again, bringing up Phil, um, he, you know, he's an amazing player. He's absolutely a top tier player, and he's destroying cadets, you know? Like, he'll get out there in a match and he just feels guilty, you know, because these guys, <laughs> they just turn around and look at him and then they're dead and they'd have no yeah. idea what just happened. That's a huge impact to our new player experience. We don't want, you know, I, 
I liken it to other games. I'd go play Battlefield or something like that. And I always got frustrated with the games where the new player is always at a fucking disadvantage. And I'm sorry if I'm swearing and you no, guys don't do that. It's, 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 it's always wide open here. It's fine. I curse we like a sailor. We fucking swear all the time, no, so it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was Thank you. Worried, honestly. No. Um, but, you know, I hate getting in games where I'm basically punished for being new. You're going up against people that have been playing for months and they've leveled up all their gear. They have the best gear. They have the best abilities. And that's who I'm going up against as a new player. How do I stand a chance? you know and what's going to be the fun in that to make me stick around so i think that's yeah. a big issue that we have with mech warrior online is we want to make that experience for them as as positive as possible some more ways that i think we can improve the new player experience is making um very specific new player tutorials that are easily accessible um yeah. you know and i'm not talking about the in-game tutorial i'm talking about video tutorials that are specifically mm -hmm. made for you know top 10 things I wish I knew when I first started playing MWO, or it could be um, basic skills gameplay, it could be advanced skills gameplay, it could be basic mech building, it could be basic skill tree, all these things to, that are easily accessible. So you can click on something even in the game that will pop you out to see the videos or whatever, so that new players have some idea that, you know, again, that can just help towards that goal. Um, and so you think um, about, um, basically, like, as far as this video rise, um, like, I know, like, as a video content creator, like, we did, you know, like, TTB and, like, Burial and everyone else did those types of, you know, did those types of videos, but they change. Uh, like the skill tree well, certainly they change with yeah, time but also yeah. how are these new players going to really yeah. find those so the pgi That's, done videos yeah. correct well i it could be a combination of us doing some videos and making them accessible but mm -hmm. absolutely working with content creators like yourselves to make your videos that are uh that apply to this Okay. E as easily accessible. So hmm. making some section maybe on the MWO Mercs website where new players can go and get a whole bunch of yeah. videos from uh, content creators. That's a good idea. Anything, actually, yeah. anything yeah. to give more access to that information, right? So like I said, hey, I've always loved playing games like EVE Online where I have to go and do research for an hour before I can even take my first ship out. <laughs> you know, I, that's me, but there's a lot of people that don't want to do that. And so we want to make it as easy for you know the mass amount of people as possible yeah. um the other thing we're going to be doing is we're going to uh, make the current mech warrior 5 discord channel just a mech warrior channel so we're going to have oh, okay. uh that can be that's going to be mech warrior online as well as mech warrior 5 so we can have more of a community more discussion more threads for new players you know a place for them to go to get help from the community which we have an awesome community that is you know absolutely helpful so might as well take uh, advantage of that. We're going to be continuing with the wiki and opening it up more so that there can be more editors and so that can be updated and, and uh, be more active. Um, you know, a unit recruitment chat tab in game has been brought up. Um, and then also a big one, updating the trial max you know jay-z offered to uh <laughs> you know so hell yeah why not take advantage of that that's going to be please you know, make them skilled skilled yes yep. please make them skilled because that is the biggest thing is that again you yep. walk in it's an unskilled mech you're fighting people who have a fully skilled mech you're, you're brand new it's like what, like, i know it feels, it feels like you're like, like like as a new player you're just getting you're cannon fodder right yeah that's you all are you are really can, yeah you're very yeah. much cannon fodder your kills yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm totally aware of that. PGI oh, yeah. is totally aware of that. It's up to us now to come up with a plan to combat all that stuff. So, yeah. I mean, that's just a basic overview of the new okay. player experience type stuff. There's there's more, and there could be absolutely more added to that. Um, some major updates that uh, were brought up is things like, um, you know, Solaris and faction play. Yes. Do they need yeah. to be in the game 24-7? Can we move it to more of an event-based thing to where, mm -hmm. hey, this next weekend, it's going to be Solaris weekend or it's going to be Faction Warfare week or whatever. Can we move it to a timed thing that 
does two things. One is it makes it kind of more of a special event. And number mm -hmm. two is it, uh, it fills that queue up more because it's not around 24 seven. Like basically my thought process on this is it would be way better to have a, you know, a temporary faction warfare queue that is filled rather mm -hmm. than having one that's open 24 seven and has nobody in it. Now, this is a contentious topic because there's people out there that faction Only warfare play, is all yeah. they care about. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, again, it's not my ultimate choice, but that's stuff that's out mm -hmm. there. Is that obviously we have issues with Solaris and faction warfare. How do we fix them? So, you know, that's on the table. Um, a big one is map updates. And and so this could be like here's in 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 topics in, in terms of maps, what I would love to see happen. You know, Russ is big on new maps, and and so, which I understand. You know, it, new content absolutely um, gives you significant engagement. Anything new coming out, people get excited about. It's just human nature. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said before, rather than new maps coming out, I'd way rather see our old maps fixed and made better and more fun and more you know balanced and and all that stuff because that just makes the entire you don't spend all your time on one or two new maps you spend all your time on all the maps so let's fix yeah. all the maps yeah, but what i would love to see way more as long as you keep the cave this time keep yes. the cave <laughs> keep the cave yeah. keep the cave <laughs> so what what i would love to see happen with a map though and this would be unprecedented and this like okay so a lot of people have been over the years saying let the community design maps now there's a problem with that which is actually having the community build it within CryEngine and deliver mm -hmm. a finished product to us is probably not going to happen. But what we can do is from day one, from conception, have the community involved every step of the way. They, they Let's say the community says, we want Thunder Rift. It could be anything. I just pulled that out of my ass, right? But it could be anything. The com community says, we want this map from day one let them be involved in coming up with the concept, coming up with the look, coming up with the design, coming up with the Easter eggs, coming up with everything. You were talking about lore, then have the community build a map and put the lore on it. You know, like it's up to the community from yeah. beginning to end to have this map designed. Of course, it'd now, be- To um, build a map, and, and, mm -hmm. and sorry, and to, and to build a map, would you just put it up as like a forum post or because I mean, because mainly if you do that, you're going to get a flood of information if you just do a forum post, um, you know, because I've seen other other, you know, companies get community input for, you know, for like, you know, for like a game or for or for like comic books, you know, they would almost go ahead and say, hey, we want to go ahead and we want to build this new thing. You know, mm -hmm. we want to build a. So, mm -hmm. so it would almost be like, you know, would it be better to like maybe have like a, you know, voting block of, hey, we want to build a map, choose one terrain from these five sections, like lava, desert, forest, and like, mm -hmm. then like next section, along with that terrain, do you want to see, you know, like, or basically how much of, you know, water do you want to see? Like a lot, low, like, like, so like, I would say almost like, you know, um, if you are going to try to have community build maps, don't just say, hey, we want to build a map and then just leave it wide open because you're going to get so much information. Um, I, would, I would say in response to that, Lash, at least you have to, um, the way normally you want to do community things, you know, it's like an art contest. Everyone sends in their own entries and then they're able to pick and choose. That's why you do, because otherwise if you're like, oh, uh, please name our new new boat. And they call it Boaty Boaty McBoat. <laughs> Going, going true true democracy is just going to give you a very weird hodgepodge which is yeah the risk with community input
That's the yeah. science behind this whole thing. And it's also what, you know, keeps me awake at night is just like, because I know the 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 weight of this task, like basically, you know, Russ has said, here, you have the future of Mech Warrior, you know, also Mech Warrior 5. Yeah. And That's so, a lot of responsibility, um, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stressed about it because while I, yep. on one hand, I see all kinds of potential and I'm super pumped about it. I'm, I'm excited about the potential. Absolutely. I feel like we could do something really freaking cool here. We have access to all the tools that we need to do it. Now is the really hard part, which mm -hmm. is coming to a consensus with the community that actually makes sense on every level, including the business side. So it's, it's, uh, it's like I said before, it's a monumental task. And that the science of trying to filter the community input is, is extremely difficult. But, you know, we'll figure that out. We will mm -hmm. figure out how to get through this process. Honestly, as far as like building a map, I haven't thought that completely through on how I'm going to but I like get the idea, that input. Though. I really mm -hmm. like the idea of, you know, well, having it's what we talked about input. before with yeah. having a community pipeline for mechs mm -hmm. and maps. which Those are is the two what Darren's doing yeah. effects on the game. Yeah. And, and, and also, so apply that to the mechs as well. Like, yeah. Right. So like, there's obviously you're going to have people saying, I want the Mackie or they, you know, these going <laughs> to be these outliers, but really this is an opportunity. Okay. So think about all the last years, you know, the last eight years where it was always these are the new mechs coming out like it or not now mm -hmm. we have the opportunity to go okay well what's not in the game what would be the you know the best mech to bring in or the best four mechs to bring in right now that will have the most impact that'll bring us something that we don't already have you know like we can really science the crap out of this to to bring in mechs that are actually uh you know they make a difference. People are like, wow, this is this is better than just having another version of this mech that can do this thing. You know, yeah. we, we basically will have the ability to... If you, un if you undo the unfunding of MWO, of course, because... You mean if you do the unfunning of MWO? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's community-driven. So, yes. but yeah, but it, but it definitely is one of those things where, like, I, I think if you were to say, like, hey, we, we want to release four mechs next year, I'm just pulling a number out of my butt on mm -hmm. this one, honestly. But it's but like, hey, like... You know, not just on my response, I am yeah. just one person, and ultimately I am outcrowded yes. by uh, the large portion of the community who often will push for things like the boring down of the quirks, and their chorus of voices uh, are much more, you know, going straight to PGI's ear than anything I will ever say. So I can no, try. That's not yeah. true. I've been so okay. I've had. I've watched your guys' podcasts. I've had people, you know, their entire unit got together and had a stream and discussed stuff mm -hmm. two and a half hours. Here it is. This is, you know, 30 people's thoughts. To I've had, you know, basically it looked like, you know, dissertations sent in from somebody that is, you know, 30 pages long, full of, you know, numbers and decimal points, you know, like, and I've read every single, everything that's come in. So to this point, I'm listening to everybody. Everybody's getting heard at the moment. And that's why I've been insanely busy my mind is mush right now from the last two and a oh, half yeah. weeks and we, and we could talk in circles because like because i know when you got a big thing like this you could you could talk for hours and not but, like yeah yeah but now moving forward we have to come up with a method to filter everything and to figure out what's you know what weighs more than mm. other yeah. information so and this is kind of where I was holding my tongue the whole time because I would like to... Like, we can talk about so. specific um, details a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, just um, for me to continue my train of thought. Um, Poor Ian. Because... Wait, wait. But better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian. Let me... Ian. No, let, let, let Ian I'm talk. Not hurry. <laughs> I'm not in a hurry to go anywhere, guys. So Biter, we'll get you next, man. Okay. Take your time. Yeah, but Ian, but please finish your, your thought because, um, because, because you've been there doing this for the past half an hour. Please yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I will so, so uh, basically, I have two questions that are focused on the near future, uh, Darren, that you might may or may not be able to answer that kind of go along with a lot of things that have been discussed in the past few minutes. Uh, first thing, feedback tool. Um, something that has been asked, is the form still the main feedback tool or are you planning on utilizing something else for where maybe uh, people can submit? Maybe the forum could get an update so we can sort by likes and like YouTube comments and actually see what is the most voted suggestion, stuff Good like question. that. Anything planned for that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the forum needs to be one of the main tools for feedback, right? Because if you're not a part of the community, if you're not watching streams, if you're not listening to podcasts or watching podcasts, that's going to be the kind of the default place any player would go to get, you know, news on the game is going to be the forum. So I'm absolutely going to, you know, uh, like I said, Monday, I'll be starting a new thread, which will be the information that I'm disseminating. And, and you know, this is what we're working on type thing. And so discussion will take place there. But then when we get further into it, and like we're talking about new player experience, I'll start a new player experience thread. And we, you know, that's, that'll be a source of discussion. But also, I'm going to be, you know, hoping to do roundtables and, you know, other methods of communicating with using our email list uh pop-ups in the game like i mentioned we're going to look for every way to gather that information as possible but yeah you're, i mean you're touching on a critical element which is weighing that information and figuring out how to apply yeah. it mm -hmm. and and so that's okay, kind of so, still in the works yeah so very specific suggestion from us would be uh for the forum um enable sorting options for follow-up posts by likes and by date, so we can revert the order. You want to see what are the most voted comments and what are the newest uh, ideas. And I feel like okay. that's something that the forum has always been missing because the like feature is kind of just, it's there and no one really cares. For popularity. Much. Look at 14 people yeah. like me. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I just took that note and I'll, and I'll uh, talk to our web developer and see if that's something we can implement. Cool. Yeah, okay. okay. So that would be uh, one of the things for the near future for me. Uh, how do you better collect feedback than you can right now? And the other thing that's uh, kind of going about an hour back, um, how difficult is it to change numbers? How difficult is it to just say, okay, we're going to buff NARC and lower the <laughs> cooldown to half a second and see what's going to happen and let it run for a week. And after a week, we're going to revert it and see what happens. How difficult would that be? Okay, now remind me what... Um... What was I just about to answer? Okay, uh, so, so do you, your question again, and that yeah, will you did you yeah. did a great job with the uh, um, group merge thing where you said we're going to test it for four weeks, and I would love mm. to see more like this in the future. And specifically yeah. playing around with numbers, say um, Bider has a huge fetish for narc beacons. Uh, could you do something like we're just going to lower the cooldown on narcs for, to half a second? Something that's probably a bit ridiculous. Let it go for a week and see whether it changed in one or the other direction. Is that something you could do easily? So obviously I'm not an engineer, but absolutely. Yeah. Number, numbers are just numbers, right? So you just, um, my understanding working with PGI for the last eight years, um, that kind of stuff is literally going in and, and, and changing a number. So, yeah. so um, kind, kind of follow up um, with easy and difficult, I don't specifically just mean changing numbers because that's just a number, um, but more like for, 
app player? Is it something that can be done server-side? Does it require server downtime? Does it require a download? Is it a big download, a small download, stuff like that? Do you have any insights? Mm, I would say that, that it's probably going to require server downtime, but not any significant amount. I mean, it's literally probably some kind of, you know, just uh, update or the, something. Um, the, the hot fixes, however small, always had to be with a little bit of downtime. And the same for any of their, you know, monthly patches. They always did a bit yeah, of downtime. Yeah, I'm sure it's server yeah. side. Um, yeah. But again, I'm not an engineer. But yeah, mm -hmm. my experience is that, you know, most of these things take just shutting off, upload, shutting it back on, or turning it back on. So um, yeah, yeah it should, um, stuff like that should be simple. And it could be a great way to test stuff. You know, like there's no, nothing keeping us from trying something for a month or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. or, or two weeks, like you said. Okay. Uh, another so side I'm on that. By the, yeah. Just one more minute. I'm gonna quickly end everything uh, we've talked about like an hour ago. And I just wanna repeat that I'm worried if you let the community put together numbers that they might be perfect numbers. So that's kind of why I'm pushing um, one step at a time and maybe overdo some things on purpose. Just keep it a bit dynamic, just as a suggestion. I, of, I understand, yeah. Decide. I understand so-called spreadsheet warriors, right? But ultimately, like we said, this is not the tabletop. And so we want the experience, right? So regardless what the numbers say, are we dropping in these matches and are we having a good time? And I think that should ultimately be the goal. Um, I think numbers are important. I totally appreciate the people that can crunch the numbers and get down to 10 decimal points on everything. You know, they're far better mathematicians than I am, but ultimately I think what's going to be the most important thing is the experience and having a good time. Okay. Yeah. That is really good to hear. So, Bider, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Bider. Yeah, yeah. I was just <clears throat> going to ask along the sideline of, uh, you know, we can change values, but what about like adding new equipment to the game, variations of equipment to the game? Because, uh, you know, what we had suggested, the ways to revigorate the game, new mechs, new maps, sure, but also new weapons. Ooh, and yeah. you don't have to go yeah. crazy with, you know, super tech. You could have different duration for lasers, you know, stream SRMs, just like what you have in MechWarrior 5. How much more work, though, is it to put those into the game? Um, I can't tell you like specifics, but what I can tell you is that absolutely that's on the table. We can okay. we can add more equipment, equipment. We can add more weapons. It's up to the community on what they want. You know, we all know what's available out there, or we can at least <clears> find <throat> out what's available in terms of equipment and, and uh, weapons by just going to Sarna. So, you know, look what's out there. Is there something we want to bring in? Is it going to be worthwhile? That's the thing is the community is going to have to, uh, you know, this is something that's on my mind a lot is that we kind of have one shot at this right mm -hmm. like if we can't attempt to do this and in six months or a year from now go oh man we really fucked this up let's try it again this is kind of our one shot at making MechWarrior online uh you know viable and grow again for the next four to five years so it's really important that we as piranha and as a community working together come up with the best plan so is are new weapons a part of that? Maybe that's up to you guys, and and we and that's the stuff that we're going to hash out really for the rest of this uh, year uh, into the holiday. Is what are the changes we're going to make? How long are they going to take? What's the timeline? Let's build a roadmap around this stuff. And so, yeah, absolutely, that stuff's all on the table, and we'll see what happens over the coming weeks as far as uh, yeah. prioritizing. 
um, to, you know, this is just my thought process tying together the things from before and the present. When I talk to a lot of people about, you know, the MWO starting up support again, we're obviously actually already like a few weeks into the announcement and everything. Yep. Um, but a lot of people are saying, well, you know, all it is is just more idle chit chat and, and that, you know, I'll wait and see until something actually happens. And they're saying that obviously because of our past experiences with PGI we've been burned and, before right yeah 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 well well it's we've been burned but it's also just like um nothing has happened so it, mm -hmm. it's just that you know that you're going to be sitting down and waiting for quite some time for the game to actually change but quick instant changes that the company could have done is said all right uh, matt if you're interested just go into the game and start fiddling around with some quirks you know and we'll have that for you know a couple of weeks time and the game will actually change just even in a small way just it's just changing numbers but that presumably is many many weeks down the line after after lots of discussion with the community yeah there's there's not well, well that's the uh, impulse that's a test server that's the uh public yeah, test PTS. server right yeah the pts well, no, that, that's what ian was no, talking no, about no 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 um yeah that's one of the main things we've talked about a lot bob um the test server does not What's really fulfill its purpose from the perspective of the community because yeah, but that could... time, Go ahead. low player base and 4v4 matches. So yeah. I am heavily advocating for live tests that are with a strictly strict time limit and you permit to reverting the change afterwards until you have made a proper decision. Oh, okay. I think the Just most like important thing... Yeah. I think the most important thing with doing that will be communicating to the, the player That's base the that these one. things are happening, you know, so that there's not confusion and we don't drive people away from making crazy changes. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's essential. Okay. It's just that um, as, it, as it is right now, at least we're on a very slow moving train that might produce something eventually far down the line. But the, the big, as I said, with the three phases of the game thus far, we've been in the whole nothing's moved for a year or two period. Yeah, and that's yeah. really dull. The just even slight things moving period is a step up and it's an improvement and it's interesting. It's given us some reasons to get the ball rolling again, but we're not even doing that. It's, um, it's all just chitter chat, all just don't worry, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. Well, the communication so was the main thing, though, that basically that PGI kind of failed on, like, in the past. But that's in the past. You know, right now we got Darren. Basically, Darren's yeah. the community manager, and he's, I mean, all he had to do was say, hey, Darren, can you come on, please? And boom, it was like that. It was like, cool. You know, basically, that was really, really nice. And Just that's that, what yeah. you're doing. That's oh, what you're doing, oh. like, right now. You're on the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. You're talking to everybody. You're having communication with everybody. I mean, literally, it's, you're getting probably flooded. That you, that, it's the fact you've been so open and you're yeah. taking time that yeah. has not happened much in the past and i think that's actually a big step forward already oh yeah definitely by far yeah so two things one is i'm not cheap and so russ is already <laughs> by hiring me putting his money where his mouth is right there's no what's yeah. the point in paying me if there's not a, a an end goal right so yeah. that's a good sign am i telling people to hey believe us because i'm hired no but that's a good sign right he's already mm -hmm. putting money there um the other thing is you know, the way PGI works is like you guys were talking in your last podcast about the Halloween, no, uh, loyalty mechs. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so, you know, PGI is saying that they want to make all these changes and they want to make the game better, but the loyalty mechs, the thing is that loyalty mech package was decided already months ago. We, mm -hmm. we work at least three months ahead. So uh, it's even with a medium-sized developer the size of 
Piranha games, it's really hard to um, make, you know, turn on a dime, essentially. The, the, the whole pipeline is just so far out in advance um, that it it's, can be difficult, not impossible, to make immediate changes. But, it, it, all, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, like, in, in my head, I think Lash would like this contrast, is um, No Man's Sky developer has a very different approach to things. Yeah. They're a small studio, they're yeah. very quiet, and then they just say, boom, update and their updates are really well polished for a pgi at least if they do things themselves it usually comes out very half-baked and it needs the community feedback and so that's why at least the last couple of updates it's been really good when there's all been all this conversation but yeah. ideally of course you rush should just push some people towards you know working on the game and things should just come out rather than this whole very long drawn out feedback process because there, I mean, it is very long and drawn out, which actually I kind of want to follow up with that and actually going more towards into our future branch of the podcast, finally. Um, yeah, go ahead. Is that, yeah, is that basically um, you're getting all this feedback right now from like us, the community, you know, Twitter, Discord, forums, Reddit, everywhere. Um, yep. What is your current time frame, if you have one, of the basically you say, that yes, we're getting the, we're getting the feedback, but we want to make our first initial change from that feedback. Is it is it is it like one month from now, two months from now? Like I guess what 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 you know what, guess, like what are we months. looking for towards the future of like when are we going to see see the first change from all the feedback? Do you think? So um, here's the kind of the rough plan for the future, and and this is from me like i said this stuff hasn't been technically reviewed yet right so mm -hmm. we're gonna have to have engineers look at it and determine how much time and, and how much manpower each of these requests is going to take but basically where we're at now um i'll be like i said next week or yeah this coming week be presenting uh, a rough outline slash business plan to russ to make sure you know basically you get his approval which i'm then going to present to the community so that we can start the discussion to hash things out to prioritize things to come up with a business plan and then it's going to be um technically reviewed not and then it's going to be simultaneously technically reviewed so that we're dealing with all the information at the same mm -hmm. time one of the challenges is we've got to kind of do a lot of things at the same time um but what i would like to see is the rest of this year um, being finalizing the plan that we would then in the beginning of the year hit the ground running and be able to move into developing that. Now, that being said, there's some, what I at this point think are super easy changes that we could potentially make still this year. Like, for example, taking out the day-night cycle and various other really low-hanging fruit type items that we could do kind of instantly right over the next couple months so um we're we're evaluating that this coming week as well the low-hanging fruit stuff seeing if there's anything on that list that we can pick off and do right now um but is in terms of the big plan i don't know it depends on what the community comes up with over the coming weeks and it depends on the technical reviews and you know and based on that how big of a team are we applying to this and then we'll get those answers you know more yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if we're talking the middle of next year for big updates. I don't know if we're talking, you know, a year from now for the big updates. It depends on what those big updates are. It depends on what the technical yeah. reviews are. It depends You'll on how big our team is. 
you'll know more after a month's yeah. more of talking. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. you know what? That talking is super essential. I understand everybody's like, enough with the fucking talking. Let's make things happen. But then <laughs> we run the risk of doing the same thing that we've done before, which is just yep. making changes that just because we end up being wrong changes, right? Yeah. We want to make sure what we're doing at this point are the right things for the community and for the game mm -hmm. to be more fun and, and to move forward. So, you know, we're going to be trying to do as much as we can all the time if we can bring in changes this year still we're going to we want to follow on the footsteps of the psr changes and and make more stuff like that happen with without the negatives because now we have more communication now we have more transparency let's do more stuff like that that uh as quickly as possible to to show basically to create goodwill because i understand there being people out there going like yeah yeah fool me once right and so yeah i i get that man i get that as a game player and and, and as, as somebody who's you know i spent you guys were talking about money you know i spent well over two thousand dollars playing world uh or world tanks you know back in the day so yeah. i was a whale i understand like you know enough talk um you know i've spent a ton of money on this just make all the things that i want to happen happen i understand that mentality um we're going to do this as quickly as possible we're taking this very seriously um but some things do have procedures that have to be followed and you know like the technical reviews and 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 all that stuff so as much as we're we're hurrying as fast as we can to do all this stuff, it does take time, right? It, there's no way around that. Yeah, it's just yeah. making sure it's done right. You know. Yeah, that's just the, the biggest yeah. thing. Well, like, yep. um, like um, I know, like Solaris was one of those things that basically it was it was a good idea, but then the implementation of it. I mean, literally everyone I talk to, no one plays it, and, and I mean, and the so implementation one, is fine. Yeah. Well, you really shouldn't critique the mode. It's a good no, mode. no. It, it, it's a it's a good idea as far as like getting the, you know getting stuff in there. But I think though, like you know, without talking to the community, I, I think was just rushed out there saying, "Hey, you know," Russ goes, "Oh, this would be a good idea," and then not really talking to anybody. No one really plays it. Like I mean, I mean, even when it came out, no one played it, or no one that I know. Like it flopped, man. I yeah, mean, it was it absolutely flopped. 100 but, flopped. but so much amount of time and effort and you know and team that worked on it, like everything else. Everything. So that's yeah. what we don't want to do exactly. this time, right? So yeah, exactly. exactly that yeah. exactly that point we put a lot of time a lot of money mm -hmm. a lot of effort into that let's not do that yeah, exactly again. yeah okay yeah okay i i do have one closing thought um uh Lash in his discord like he has a i wouldn't say a medium-sized community it's a small-sized community but uh, a lot of very casual mcmurray mm -hmm. player who left over the past few years who are still active in uh, his discord and he started some conversation uh what would bring you back and i think one of the main takeaways at least that's what i feel like is um as spider said they're waiting for immediate changes so i'm just wanna uh second what Byder said if you have the possibility if you have those as you call them no brainers just Put push them out, them out. Yeah. especially if they're low, super low effort because if they're low effort chances are they're low effort to revert if something goes super wrong and I think even if it's something small, as long as a player who doesn't interact with the forum feels that something has changed, I think that would be a good threshold to measure at this point. Yeah, I can tell those people in the community, hey, the game is active again. Come back, please. We want yeah. you. <laughs> True. Yep. True. I hear you, man. Sometimes, uh, like, um, Ian's example would just knock us a little, a uh, little bit out there. But I would say, like, um, SRMs have been needing help for some while. Like, they're slower than MRMs. If you increase the velocity, not even by that much, a whole bunch of people are just going to try SRMs for a bit, and that's that's interesting. That's something different. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we got the present. We got the past. 
Now let's look towards the future, and then we'll jump on to MechWarrior 5, like, if we can. Um, as far as the future, what... Well, I think we actually, like, contacted or talked about much of the future, like, in itself. But yes. as yourself, well, anyway, yeah. how would you like to see the future, Darren? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, you know, you know, for it to go big, but what specifically kind of things you want to go ahead and see? I know it's a hard question there, sorry. Yeah, well, I just had to kind of... You know, my my head has been wrapped around what the community wants for mm-hmm. two and a half weeks, you know, so it's hard for me. To, you, what I want is just to for this community to exist. I want this game to exist. I love Battletech and MechWarrior. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's there, there's there's no arguing <laughs> that this has been, you know, this has been 35 years of my life, God, this franchise, I... you know. And so from everything from the tabletop to the books to the card games to every single iteration of every video game I have been involved in. And so this is more than just a job for me. Um, This is a big part of my life and my existence. Um, Maybe that's sad. I don't know. But it's, you know, like, (laughs) I I love this. And I want to be, you know, every year at MechCon, I'd get up on stage and I'd say, it's a great fucking time to be a mech warrior, you know, Mm -hmm. like, it's a golden age. And I just because I'm as old as I am, I've seen time go by really fast. And I and I so I appreciate this time when it's here. And I've learned to appreciate these things more than ever. And so, man, I want another five years of having this awesome mech warrior community. So whatever brings that I want success. That's what I want. I want the mech warrior community to love the product. What I want is to fucking hit a home run with this you know mm-hmm. like i want to do right by the game do right by the community and um and revitalize this game that's what i want whatever that means there's nothing really that's going to be proposed i don't think where i'm going to be like oh you know unless people are like switch it to gundam or something like that you know like there's <laughs> nothing that's going to make me not enjoy what the game is i want to have fun too and and you know I can have fun in faction warfare. I have a lot. I, you know, when I played World of Tanks, I played Clan War, so I mm-hmm. love that competitive aspect. Um, I also have had a lot of fun with Solaris. I just this last weekend was dropping with people in Solaris. It takes you know a a, a, a bunch of streamers doing it to get enough people in the queue yeah. to but it's, make it's it still fun though. Like, but I it's, love Solaris. I think there's something to it. Yeah. I think it needs to be, you know, I think that it. I think there's a, a kernel of fun there that that can be uh, tapped still and so every aspect of the game i can have fun i still after eight years plus you know being a part of the friends and family before it came out and all that i still have fun logging in and playing mechwarrior online and that's absolutely legit and so i am you know i feel like i'm in a really good space here where i'm with the developers but i also understand the gamer and the community and uh, so, yeah, I just want to see more of this, man. I've This has been the best time of my life. It's been my best job I've ever had, and I want it to go to continue. That's where I'm at. My my last question, um, then I'll let okay, Biter... I, I or... want to sort of ask your question, Bob, in my own way. Okay, go ahead. Which should, I, I quite remember um, the way that Mitch Gilliman would talk about uh, game development. Uh, it's God, all yeah. about spinning plates. So yes. uh, for me, if I were like um, looking to reinvigorate MWO, I want to set up a, a short-term little just, we're trying out little ideas plate. And I was like, all right, uh, I hear to, I listen to the community for a few weeks and I say, all right, this is the most interesting plate. I'm going to put it up there and I'm going to make it spin. And I'm going to go between all the different plates and just slowly add more plates and keep and start getting the game rolling like, you know, a big snowball that has been stationary for so long. We, we have a little ball rolling. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I've got more and more plates and then I'm just stuck spinning plates and at least the fact is 
these plates being spun is because something's actually been done. And part of the spinning plates is totally, as a community manager, it would be going out and talking with the community saying, all right, I really love this plate. Let's work on it. I've, I've got some, you know, Russ on board. Uh, tell me, tell me how I should pit spin this plate. We, we're really not good at game design. Please tell me how to spin the plate. And that's what I want to hear uh, personally, <laughs> at least as far as um, moving forward with MWR. My plates are plastic, so if they drop, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so, my other question is like I know you were talking about like you know, hanging out with streamers during the uh, you know like during the um, the one on one matches and everything. What is something that you're gonna do uh, as far as content creators um, like YouTube and, and Twitch streamers? What are you what are your plans to go ahead and um, like most of marketing right now is actually uh, um, through YouTube and through Twitch. And there's no real kind of marketing like you know I know it costs money to go put up ads like everywhere and everything, but most of marketing is actually done through Twitch streamers or YouTubers. So what is something that you're going to do to help develop that? Are do you talking about... On that? What's that? Do we have numbers on that, Bob? Like, um, uh, how much is it just word of mouth? Well, have you... It, you yeah. YouTube, how much is Twitch? Well, like, I think you most know. of it's on YouTube and most on Twitch, though. Like, word of mouth, you know, like, basically, um, like Ian and, and Lars were saying, hey, you know, I can get my... Up. What's that? There are no numbers, we really. We have the numbers. We have a guest who has numbers. Okay, yeah, you're so, right. Okay, go to your numbers. Well, sorry. <laughs> combine both of them. Like, how large of a factor is YouTube and Twitch? And then, basically, if you are going to use YouTube and Twitch as advertising, how would you go about it to combine the questions? Yeah. Is that the question? Yeah, actually, that's yes. the question. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. Okay. Marketing is not. As simple as spend ten thousand dollars and you'll no. get fifteen thousand dollars back, nope. right? If it was, we'd be doing it like crazy. Um, return on investment is a very, it, f first of all, it can be hard to track. You know, we could we could pay for a sixty-second uh, YouTube video to be played, you know, x amount of times a day or whatever on you know x channels. Determining the actual return on investment is difficult, and so. Um, do I, you know, I'm, I'm senior marketing, uh, is, is part of my position, you know, it's not just community manager. So marketing, and that's also my background. I've come from a marketing background. Do I want more marketing? Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I see games like, uh, you know, War Thunder, World of Tanks, or whatever advertised everywhere, but, but they're huge games and huge developers that have, you know, a different marketing situation than we do. Um, every $10,000 we put out is, you know, it, it, it's significant for us or, or whatever. I'm pulling numbers, you know, again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so we need to be smart even with our marketing. Um, and, and I feel personally, having been a content creator, having been a Twitch streamer, um, you know, for 10 years, I feel that's our biggest opportunity mm -hmm. is supporting content creators uh, because they're literally enthusiastic salespeople you know i've see i've sat in so many twitch streams over the years where you witness people discovering the game you know popped in channel this looks interesting you're having fun i want to try it and so i feel like <clears throat> content creators are probably our biggest source of potential marketing and mm -hmm. and just like before i will be supporting uh content creators again uh just because uh, you know these first Two and a half weeks have been totally about focusing on all this information coming in. I haven't, you know, I've done a little bit as far as establishing what I'm going to be doing to support influencers again. And so I will be doing that. And that will be a big part of our marketing plan. But also we're creating videos and okay. I would like to 
get ads on YouTube and Twitch um, because I do feel like those can uh, be effective. Um, so that's part of my pitch in the, you know, when we get to that point is, um, you know, uh, is, is I'll try and get the word out there to as many people as possible. I think word of mouth is going to be huge for us. If we actually, you know, follow through, put our money where our mouth is and make changes and make the game more fun. People are going to find out. I've had so many people, like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, contact me and say, you know, show me the money, prove me wrong, mm-hmm. you know, bring me back. I, ch- I challenge you, whatever. I love that kind of stuff. And I want to do that. I want to bring them back. So I think word of mouth is going to be huge, but yes, I absolutely think uh, YouTube and Twitch are vital. Um, will we see ads on Facebook and Twitter? I don't know. You know, at this point I can't make that call, but uh, I do, you know, people say all the time, marketing, marketing, marketing. Yeah, I agree. It, you know, PGI hasn't done a ton of marketing over the years you know, very little. Um, so the most of the marketing, in fact, was influencers, which was directly a result of my support. You know, I, I went to Russ and said, again, just like I said, these are free salespeople. They're, they're, they're out there pitching our game to people, you know, maybe some kind of rewards program for uh, referrals or whatever for these uh, influencers. All kinds of things are in my mind as far as what we can do. Yeah. And I'm open to suggestions. I'm absolutely open to people coming and saying, you should do this for marketing and here's why. So, okay. you know, basically, uh, I get it. We need to bring more people into the game. And so every, we'll I, be I looking think, at every possibility. I think everyone gets the idea that, yeah, marketing is good, is valuable and, you know, plenty of games support the Twitch and you know, YouTube communities. I am surprised that we haven't heard, you know, like, you're saying just from your own experience as a streamer, et cetera, that you haven't necessarily got, we, we hear so little about um, what is actually effective or how it, you know, all the different um, communities resulted new players joining and all that. It's just uh, with no metrics, it's very hard, at least even particularly on PGI side to figure anything out. It's hard to quantify. And I don't have really the metrics. All I have is my own personal experience over the years, seeing people, you know, watch YouTube videos or come into Twitch streams and say, I'm downloading the game right now, or, you know, and I've seen that over and over and over and over and over again over through the years. And so really that's all I have. I don't have any metrics, although I haven't asked for them yet because I've been too busy with this other stuff. So as far as that goes, you know, yeah, that that is, um, yeah, you've been focused on talking with the community, but uh, at least is your job in terms of marketing. <laughs> it is a surprise not looking at any of the metrics. Well, well, but the, the other thing is that, uh, you know, the reason why is because I'm not doing marketing right now. I'm not going to market the game in its current state because that would be pointless, right? Like we need okay, to make hey. changes. That, yeah, we, well, number one, the number one thing we got to do before I'm really going to put a lot of effort into marketing is improving the new player experience, right? Because that's yeah. going to be into- literally, yeah. 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 So in until we we update that there's just really no point it'd be i feel like throwing yeah. money at a wall it's not going to be as uh effective as it could be but it's not about it's just the research phase is all i'm surprised at is that um it doesn't cost anything to look at the archives and seeing um how how lot how much how you know what is play retention where what it, sources do players come from etc it costs Those... it costs my sleep man i need sleep <laughs> yeah. i need at least six hours yeah. a day there's this is, um, there's i'm living there's, on coffee right now yeah you know, marketing is of course you know in a lot of companies i've been in it's just you know it's a huge part because you know it's, it's i'm not taking it lightly part. man Good. yeah, yeah, yeah i'm not good. taking yeah. it lightly it's Good. just that we've got to have a viable product to market first and right now i just feel like that'd be throwing oh, what, money what down the drain viable? 
all stay. totally depends on the success of marketing or how long people stay. Well, it's the same thing, right? It's spinning plates. But I don't want to start bringing people in only to have them leave because the game's not in a because, good state. But also, yeah. on the other hand, we can't well, wait yeah, forever, you'll, right? You'll so bring there's... people in with different effectiveness depending on how people even come in in the first place. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But, so yeah, but um, but I think one of the things that we talked almost like an hour and a half ago was <laughs> first player experience, and we were gonna kind of get back into that because I, th I think we're all very passionate about. I see um, Ian's doing a screen share here. Uh, we're gonna hop into this. So go. this is something that um, basically myself, Biter, and Ian had done. Uh, again, I, I think I, I think I mentioned on Monday. Um, is that we basically replayed the tutorial to kind of go from scratch to get the about, feeling uh, of a of a of a new player because it's you know it's one of those things that whenever you're a more experienced player and you've been playing for like four or five years, you tend to forget what it's like as a, as a new player. So yeah, we thought yeah. it'd be a very good so, idea like today to get a refresh to really know what it's like. So yeah, so basically, um, I'm a uh, UX designer as part of my job description. Okay. So I was thinking about what would be the ideal user experience for a new player who comes into Macware Online, which is thankfully something I do have a lot of experience with since I am trying to uh, get people in. And in combination between Bida, Lash, and me, I think we came up with a pretty good idea that it shouldn't require too many resources. Um, and Darren, if you have it, I would like to pitch you this. Yeah, go for it. I'm looking Experience. at it. Although, do you have the link so that I could pull it up? It's a little bit blurry in the in the. Uh, you have yes, a dark Discord, actually, I believe. I it was posted um, earlier as well, though. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. I'll but go ahead, forward. present it to me, and, and and what I'll do is I'll take if you just send me the link at some point, I'll look at it uh, after the podcast as well. And, I've reposted uh, it in uh, the chat. Okay, Sadly, cool. I can't give figure you out how to zoom in, which is ridiculous. How do I zoom in? I don't know, I could see it. it. Uh, left hole, control. Control, and then scroll wheel. Scroll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't work in the uh, Google Slides. You um, have so uh, many tabs okay. open. Oh, my God. We always say how many tabs Ian has open. It's Porn kind of... hub, what's that open for? Yeah, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> <Is> it? <laughs> <laughs> I think had this question. Is <laughs> no, I, I, I have very different sides, slash. Um, okay. <laughs> open over, like, 2D. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> um, one of the big things that uh, Byte already touched is um, are some of the requirements that are in our opinion necessary, like trials need to be streamlined, uh, potentially new builds, potentially just refresh some of the builds that are already out there. Like, there sure. are some good builds, but some need work. Um, and most importantly, they need to have skills pre-applied. This is such a big thing. And I think I agree. that's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah, let's um, just let's just go through the story of yeah. you know what yeah. we figured out. I was just kind of uh, putting out the prerequisites before I dive into the uh, storyline. Um, okay. Another prerequisite you already touched upon would be a proper tutorial for the Mac Lab. In our opinion, this can absolutely be a written article on the forum or on the uh, wiki as long as a, the new player can find it easily. Easily found. And yes. Mm -hmm. yes, that's the keyword here. Yep, and then a few minor systems that we will discover. Uh, so, new person starts the game. Always the first thing, play, and kind of the same way as right now. Um, they get dropped into the tutorial, the Macquarie Academy, which uh, we went through, and we agree is pretty good. There are some actually, yeah, few minor details that can still. be tweaked, but it's a really good introduction into Mac gameplay and should theoretically give you the tools necessary to just dive into quick play. 
on, on paper on a basic level. So the next logical step should be um, a quick play match. And here is one of the new systems we are suggesting. Um, kind of like you, um, when you're in the tutorial, you, uh, there are some parts of the UI that are grayed out. So you can only click specific things. Something like this for the main menu, where you force the person to click quick play as his first action in the main menu. So he doesn't get overwhelmed. Like here, I'll take your hand and I'll guide you through the next few steps. So they do right now play. they can select all the trial mechs. They can go yeah. do Solaris. They could do so many different things. It's like no, yeah. no, just drop just right into faction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe for the first twenty-five very, games or something. Because yeah, because currently it's a very large info dump, yeah. and yep. it mainly yeah. if you are not used to a mech warrior experience or like a armored core mech game, this is going to be it's a very wide overload. So just kind of boil it down to one thing at a time. There's this YouTuber, uh, <clears throat> the Mighty Jingles. I don't know if you guys. Oh yeah, know. I know. Yeah. yeah, he's good. No, he's nice. So he, we tried to pay him <laughs> to do a video, <laughs> and he logged into the game and couldn't make heads or tails of the Mech Lab, and uh -huh. he basically said no. And so it's usually the new player experience. Yeah. Yes. So I understand exactly what you're saying. It can be extremely overwhelming to new players when they come in and haven't had previous mech warrior experience or whatever. Yeah. It's like uh, you know, that and, and it drives people away. So I agree. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, yeah. So Ian, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah so go ahead. I, I figured out into a... good, good. Um, good great. Yep. Important thing in our opinion is um they should dive in with a pre-selected trial mech, so they do not have to go into mech select. Something should be selected for them, that's a good all around we are thinking about something like a shadow hog or a griffin something that's medium fast medium armor medium weapon just general decent sure. and no brainer they should be low tier and one of the ideas would be maybe drop them in a skirmish match to not overwhelm them with quick play modes on the very first go just skirmish uh, have fun for a bit because uh, there's uh, so many complicated game modes after all mm -hmm. escort <laughs> And that's out of the game. Yeah, I know. That's out of the game. Know. Anyway. <laughs> so after that after first you, match, though, after, yeah. the first after match, that yeah. first match, you complete your first quick play match. You come out. Um, obviously, with every step you go, uh, a new milestone should unlock or something should happen. Ideally, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you want uh, some kind of information. Um, I've just done a uh, paint level pop up uh, saying, by the way, there are more trials. And at this point, the trial max selection should open up, so player can be like, okay. I got this pre-selected one, which was kind of weird, and uh, let's try something else. So okay. then is something that's uh, kind of new. We think um, that pre-selected trial mech, uh, which should be a good mix of all the different classes and playstyles, should be something that a new player gets to own after a specific number of matches. So we've said, the... so maybe play five matches and you own the mech. Uh, you get the pop-up content ejector that's already there. You just get the mech. The, the, current, the current conundrum for um, new players is, you know, they play a bunch of matches. They own, they get a whole bunch of C-bills. They don't know what to spend but, it on. Um, you have to then go to the store and choose a mech. And not only that, they then have to buy all the upgrades. Yeah. And this is a really, like, just, they're suddenly thrown into the mech lab that they have to pay for everything all of a sudden. There's thousands and millions of options here. It just explodes. The idea with the original trial mech, that one mech that is given to you, this mech, you can change all the options for free. Mm -hmm. This way, people can fiddle around with the mech bay and...
and totally learn the systems on just one simple oh, starting mech. Idea. They don't have to bar they don't have to <clears> choose <throat> what mech from the list and ask somebody, uh, there's like 400 mechs here, which one do I choose? No, they have one to start with and they can fiddle with it however they like, they can learn what they like and don't like in the game. And that's the, yeah. even though it is giving one, one mech away for free, we feel that this really helps overcome the big hurdle of the mech lab and the store. Yeah, Dude, I don't, I don't, I don't care about giving mechs away at all. In fact, just so you know where I come from on this, um, I feel like we could do more. We could give the new players even more than just one trial, maybe sure. a couple, because yeah, ultimately, they're, obviously, they're going to be making wrong choices, right? Because they don't yes. know what they're doing. And so, to punish them and go, well, you made your choice. Now you're going to have to live with it for 50 <laughs> matches. You, you know, pull, like pull heat sinks, dummy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. I, I think we should make the again. It's. It, new players are gold like we need mm -hmm. to keep our new players so everything yeah, yeah. we can do to make that experience better i'm open man like i yep, totally yep. am um, down with this and let's let's take it further yeah, yeah. Well, one idea I, yeah. yeah sorry just um what what originated this idea is that i've always talked in the past about how all the trial mechs should just allow you to edit all their loadouts for free and have any skill loadout you want on them the idea is they are a trial you can mm -hmm. try them out, but yep. obviously the current implementation is that they're kind of sucky builds. They're unskilled. You can't fiddle around with them and really try them out, really. So, well, remember the way things are right now is because buying mechs was our primary, you know, uh, revenue stream, and so mm -hmm. now that that's not so much the case or not the case, um, you know, I, we should be open to to this you know much more so yeah, yeah. yeah. the idea and, and, as well at least is somebody picks up you know they play with a trial mech for a while and it, the trial mech cycle in and out so if they want yeah. to yep. have the experience mm -hmm. they have to buy it for seatbelts yeah Sorry, and, and I th no it's cool and and you know i kind of just want to like touch on and make sure it's really like you know heard is that you know any change you do is not going to cost you in-game seatbelts you know because like i equate it to like having like a ball of clay where I can mold it, I can morph it, but there's no downside where mainly if I do fuck up on this build, I'm not going to lose my C builds because I would be a new player, you mm -hmm. know? So I think it'd be really good that if, you know, mainly, mainly if, it's, if it's a trial mech, you own it, you can fiddle with it, but there's no downside to all the changes you, you do. Don't charge them, you know, in-game money. Once they begin to purchase mechs later on, that's when they can use their in-game currency. The trial mech should just be a totally free sandbox experience well like world of tanks is the same thing you get the uh, tier mm -hmm. one tanks pretty much for free and then after that you get to spend you know like x amount of things for a tank space or, or tank base whatever it's called and but, and i think that's a good idea with the trial max that's an awesome idea actually i love that idea because yeah. because i see too idea... many people buying clan mechs and they got their one mech and that's it you know and then they're stuck yeah, with yeah. it until they play you know like you said 50 matches and then you yeah. go, okay, I have just enough to buy another mech now, yeah, type thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the idea, though, of yeah. course, just here is that uh, we don't want to necessarily open up the mech lab and all the options yeah. right away. Yeah. That they have to play mm -hmm. a certain number of matches and then they get free reign of the, the mech lab and stuff. Okay. Okay, what's next? Yeah. Um, you uh, already talked about it. Um, once you're on the mech, you get a DUI again, gets grayed out, and you can only click mech lab. At that point, there should be another pop up. Uh, giving you like, either an embedded video, I've, I don't know, can they logically do embedded? Doesn't matter. Worst case, you have a link that you click on and it opens a web page where there's a written article or something. It should be fairly easy and straightforward to do. Okay. Um, then you can play a one on MacTab with the one trial Mac you get for free. 
and uh, yeah, they should be a separate pool, like basically unlimited inventory of uh, free stuff. But again, important is um, if you remove equipment, you do not get to keep in your personal inventory because I I do understand that. Yeah, and, and, on the EGI yeah, side, they need to make sure there's no bugs yeah. or glitches and, or yeah. exploits. Just, and just to clarify for people who might not what that means, it means on this Mac, if you have a 200 XL engine and you move it out, you cannot put that engine in any of your other Macs. It's only also, yeah. also you don't take your old XL engine 200, put it in, take it out, and it, it disappears into the void. That would be terrible. Yeah. So yeah. So it'd be one of those things where basically if anything you remove, you cannot sell it. You cannot change it to another Mac. It is gone, but it's still in your inventory. Just it's for that Mac though, right? That Mac. Yes. It's locked okay. to that Mac. Yes. Yeah, and ultimately, this is something PGI has to figure out with their systems behind the yeah. hood. It's ultimately, yeah. though, this the, the more flexible system, you should never touch the player's inventory, that they're just able to pull things in and out of the mech willy-nilly, and it mm -hmm. never takes again, it out. Or trial mech, because it's a trial. So. But that, that should only be up to uh, um, up to a certain amount of matches, like, say, 25 matches, and then it has a pop-up saying, okay, your next mm. match, this is what's, this is going to be your mech, it's free, do whatever you want to but this is going to be it you can't switch out things because obviously during those 25 matches you're going to be switching out things and doing crazy stuff and figure out like what works for you um if you just yeah. have it where the trial mech just has unlimited stuff i mean hell i want a trial mech just start you know blowing stuff you know through there without spending money yeah that's the reason why we were thinking about just giving away one mech because it would be a crazy valuable mech for yeah. anyone i mean that's yeah. that's amazing yeah. i mean to, to have and i think it'd be kind of like how bob said we're you know and kind of to mix it with you know darren's idea more than one trial mech but then limit to how many changes you can do for free yeah like, like 25 matches yeah. or 50 yeah. matches i mean you can something. always make the system more complicated exactly but right. just have yeah. a disclaimer saying hey by the way at after match 25 27 yeah. like whatever it says don't make any more changes if you do it's going to cost money yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what we yeah, put yeah. down here is basically the most simple system yeah yeah okay these resources we didn't know how far we could go with it. <laughs> well, everything can go as far as you want, but this is where I would apply what I said earlier about simplifying. I'm not saying dumb it down. I'm just saying for new players, this is where I think simplification, you know, would help. Well, indefinitely, yeah. well, it's doing that. You don't have to pick a mech that uh, you're actually given. You know, when you're uh, you're given a mech that you can actually fiddle with without consequences, and there's even, you know, it pops up the tutorial. You know, slowly, button by button the options are being opened up to you because which be you know i've played games that do that right so we all know that experience and i agree mm -hmm. i i like the hand walking a lot better a little yeah. bit yes okay and then ian let's move on to the next uh, arrow there yep so um at this point the main new play experience should be complete they should be familiar with quick play they should be familiar with the mech lab they should have the basic understanding so now you can show them the rest of the game kind of so again you get a guided button to the store uh, you have to click the store once. Um, you get a pop-up saying, um, here's where you can buy new mechs. Um, also, by the way, uh, there are special deals and you can buy MC here. And like this would yeah. be op the obvious price to promote um, real money uh, purchases. The, the new starter bundle or at least something mm -hmm. like that. I yeah, love that yeah idea. definitely. Yeah, I like the idea of, of a new starter bundle. Starter pack. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. the old yeah. one still has old skills or we've, something like we've that. We've <laughs> yeah. the Steam bundles as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like all yeah. those need to refresh for all the new As players. I've said in many podcasts, at least, while well, a lot of these free-to-play games find is the hardest part is to get someone to open their wallet once, to have that mm -hmm. one impulse buy. And so that's why you want the really valuable starter pack. 
Yeah. Yeah. And just to touch on something you guys brought up in the last podcast, yes, the store completely needs to be overhauled. It needs to be updated. It needs to be optimized. Uh, there's ancient packs on there. So, yeah, I'm totally yeah, okay. aware. Okay. That's also great to hear. All right. So, at this point, uh, basically, the last step um, remaining game modes, I just at this point blurred out some of the unimportant things on the left. Um, ideally, you would get a little arrow message, uh, like with. Uh, on most phones, apps have these kind of walkthroughs where, like, by the way, this is a uh, faction play. Here you can play uh, lore, uh, whatever. This is comp play. Here you can find the super competitive games. This is Solaris. Uh, click on, on your own risk. Uh, Nobody likes like it. Don't press it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it actually has cobwebs. It's been done for a while. Yeah, and of course, all of this. You just open up everything. Yeah, and of course, all of this is also dependent on, you know, is faction play and Solaris going to be yeah. a oh, yeah, permanent part of, you know, yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Spinning yeah. a bunch of plates. Important, yeah, the most important steps are, of course, just first the initial ones, which is yeah. slowly, you know, expanding the game to the player rather than them having, you know, just a huge tables of options. Of Jumping in the deep end, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I agree. And, and I, I totally like this, so since you guys gave me the link, I will, um, okay. you know, bring that to the team. And, cool. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Okay. Um, anyone else on 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 this before we move to a little bit more? I think that was pretty much like the okay. main main showcase main... was this here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. As as Bob, you demonstrated perfectly. You can talk about any detail of this and put a lot of money in. The question is, what can be done that's cheap enough, fast enough, and effective enough? Oh, definitely. Yep. Sorry, that's yep. my wife there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to close. Okay. So it's so like uh, like we have the past, the present, and the future now. Basically, um, we're also going to tip a little bit into MechWarrior Five, as in uh, um, what kind of questions do you guys have for MechWarrior Five? Well, Bob, maybe Darren wants. To oh yeah, go ahead, Darren. Sorry. Closing thoughts on MechWarrior oh, Online. Okay. Sorry. Closing thoughts on MechWarrior Online, please. Or maybe you have some topics that you want our feedback. <laughs> on right now no actually i'm I'm, I'm cool i'm cool just being here man it's, it's cool <laughs> yeah I, um you know my if i'm gonna have closing thoughts on on MechWarrior online it's you know i kind of already stated it it's yeah. just a, that i'm super looking forward to the opportunity that we all have here to make this game that you know we love or loved at some point um viable still for another four to five years so um you know my only point is i'm here this is serious and I'm taking it seriously, and I look forward to the success that we are all going to have, hopefully. <laughs> all right, so then, closing question for MacWork Online. What is the single best way for people to make their voice and opinion heard right now um, and in the upcoming weeks? To you. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, probably, so Monday, I'm going to be starting a thread um, that I explained to you where I'll be talking about what I, you know, what I was working on the previous week, what I'm going to be working on the upcoming week. That'll be a great place to get feedback. Um, so that's definitely works. Or you can email me at darren.cats at piranagames.com. I read every single email. Even if I don't respond, I'm reading everything. It's really hard for me to respond to everybody. Um, so I'm doing the best that I can. But th- So those are probably the two most direct ways. But people can reach me on Discord. I'm Bombadil. Or no, I'm now, I think I switched. Yeah, I'm Darren yeah, Katz on Discord yeah. now. Um, so I'm on Discord. You can, um, you know, whether you're taking part of, there's a bunch of groups that have formed, basically, to to talk about MechWarrior. 
I'm, I'm watching those threads. You can uh, direct message me on Discord. You can re reach me on Twitter, um, whether that's my personal account or the MechWarrior Online account or even the MechWarrior 5 account. I read all those. Um, uh, am I missing anything? Pretty much at, to this point, every form of communication I am reading. Uh, oh, uh, Facebook posts, everything. So, mm. But I think the strongest, best ways right now are going to be the forums and emailing me directly. And then, you know, moving on to these next couple few weeks, it's going to be taking part in the discussions. Those discussions can be happening in roundtable type meetings on podcasts or whatever, or they could be happening, and I would say probably more appropriately, on the appropriate threads on the forum. You know, okay. like, that's going to be kind of the official place. But I think we're also going to work through a lot of issues in the... Uh, discussions, the online, the, you know, the the, the roundtables and stuff mm -hmm. like that, where we can really like bounce ideas. Somebody says something, somebody counters it, and we work things out, you know. So yeah, because we don't want a giant anger hate session salt rant <laughs> on people. Yeah, and so and then also with each one of these uh, online, you know, forums, whatever, the, not forums, but um, roundtables or or whatever, we will be posting those in threads on the forum so that people can, if they couldn't attend, they can okay. still take Good. part in that nice. discussion. Okay, cool, cool. So, yeah, that would be the ways. And Very to let cool. everyone know, I will leave links. Um, I'll get some links from you and everything, and I'll link everything to get in contact with uh, Darren, so just let you guys know. Yep. Okay, so... Um, so Mech 5. Mech 5. 5. What's going on with that? What's going on with that? Well, you know, you guys touched on the in the last podcast, um, you know, we're laying out the groundwork to be doing multiple updates a year for years to come. So, again, you know, this is just like exciting for me. This is, you know, I enjoy both games. I sit, stay up late playing Mech 5 myself, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm one of those people that um, I'm fairly OCD. So I get caught in that loop of, you know, like these games that are looped like that. I just, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I want to build my you know, ultimate lances Lance, yeah. and you got to get it. I, I collect the mechs. And so it's a game that I really enjoy. Um, the thing, but what's exciting to me is I already know, you know, I know what this DLC is, but I already know what the next DLC is. And so, um, <laughs> interesting, you know, they, or at least <laughs> partially, you know, there's, there's still stuff yeah. that can be added to it. Yeah. My but attention. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, now I'm going to disappoint you because I'm not going to tell you. I know. Stuff. I know. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But to me, what's exciting about it is this game's still totally a, a living, growing beast, right? And so um, multiple things about that. Every, with every update, there's more tools that are then provided for the modders. I'm a big fan of modders. Like, I, you know, um, uh, uh, damn it, what's the uh, post-apocalyptic game? Fallout. Yeah, so yeah, Fallout. played the shit out of that game. Yeah. Like, um, you know, thousands of hours. I love mods. And so... Um, the, the the what I love is seeing these tools being delivered to the modders. We're already talking with some modders about this current DLC and what that's going to add to their plate. Um, so to me, again, I guess what I'm getting at is that I'm just excited about the future because I just see constant money being put into it, development, new features, new mechs, new weapons, new equipment, new all kinds of stuff. Um, that means that this game is also going to have a, a long life, you know, at least Good. four um, to five more years. And so good. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about this DLC. There's some really cool features to it. Um, and and I'm obviously uh, also excited about what next year is going to bring to MechWarrior 5. Uh, um, question, aren't you also, you know, somewhat responsible for the marketing for MechWarrior 5? 
So mm-hmm. obviously you have to shift your focus over to that for you know when it comes out on Steam, for when mm-hmm. the DLCs come out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, at least from my thought processes along the lines, my first thought was like, is there going to be any cross pollination between the two games? Something like, mm. you know, if you're in an MWO player, you get something in M- MechWarrior Five. If you're a MechWarrior Five player, yeah, same thing with the uh, you know when you brought out the uh, the um, yeah the advanced the ordering came out. Yeah, the advanced yeah. ordering. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That stuff is being discussed, um, and yeah, totally aware. Um, cool. And I love crossover type stuff, you know. And of course, it it makes sense, right? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> like for for me, I I kind of I don't think I'm special. I feel like I'm a typical BattleTech MechWarrior fanatic or whatever. And so I love all the games. I love Hairbrain's BattleTech. I love having MechWarrior Five. I love having um, MechWarrior Online. You know, like I have if I have an itch. <laughs> I have some way of scratching yeah. it with the with the product that's out there right now, you know. And I do switch between all those games, and so you know, I'm I'm just stoked. And so crossover totally makes sense to me. Yeah, Why not? Fun. You know, yeah. it just encourages yeah. somebody to expand what they're doing. Um, in my head, though, at least it is. Um, obviously, it's two different responsibilities. If you're, um, it, you know, this has to be a big drive for some big, you know, MechWarrior Five content coming out. Well, you won't have time to read through all the forums so much, of course. And um, you know, you're you know you're not rational the key the, the person in charge etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, what is um, you know PGI's uh, what what sense have you got in regards to you know their priorities as far as either game goes? Mm, are you? I'm not sure I understand the question. Like, we well, have which time game for both, more... basically. Yeah, I think. So, so I said, to. what is their list of priorities? Because ultimately, of course, you are—you've set the tone for MWO that there's going to be a lot of talking until the end of this year. But at the end of this year as well, there's a big, huge thing that you're going to have to do for MechWarrior Five, and maybe we'll start doing changes for, um, you know, um, MechWarrior uh, Mech Online. But then, well, there'll be another DLC drops, and you know, obviously, you won't have the time to commit to that. So, in my head, at least, it makes a lot of sense to plan out you know the plates you want to spin uh for mwo to start and end you know each change should start and end by before you have to switch back to MechWarrior 5 that within the office at least for any marketing department you have to balance you know what your what time you're focusing on and what time other people want you to focus on and so that should all impact your plan Mm -hmm. for um how you handle you know either game well, number one, I'm not doing it by myself. I have a team that we're okay. working with, you know, okay. and, and Matt yeah. is a huge uh, uh, component in that. Um, I work under Matt. Uh, yeah. and, um, and and so we work a lot together every single day. Every single day we're having meetings. We're meeting about MWO. We're meeting about MechWare 5. We're meeting about marketing. We're meeting about the releases. We're meeting about, you know, we're, already the, we're working on stuff three <clears throat> months out or whatever on, on both games. And so... Um, and then we have other people on the team as well. We'll be hiring more people to the MechWarrior Online team. Um, so it's it's really, like you said, it's split, spinning a lot of plates right now. But even though I'm focusing my discussion on MechWarrior Online, I'm every single day, every single week, also working on MechWarrior 5, including looking at our marketing possibilities. We, we work with a, an agent for PR and, and marketing. So we're communicating with uh, her. And so, you know, even though I might not, even though I might be focusing my discussion and, and my communication with the community right now and I'm MWO, I'm still also applying my time to MechWarrior 5. That's why I said I'm exhausted. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely yeah. stoked that I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a great 
uh, basically summer break and summer vacation. Um, but I was itching to work again. And boy, believe me, I'm freaking working. So, um, but it's good. You know, it's like really positive. I'm, I'm super happy that that, that workload is there for me. Okay. I would say, just, though, that I, would, I'm I do not envy your workload. Yeah, no, I know. Someone who does six <laughs> hour days, I do not. Hey, you know what? I, I always say, though, I'm not digging ditches in the hot sun. So, you know, poor me. I'm working hard, but, you know, I'm, I'm sitting inside and I, it's, it's, a, it's a mentally stressful job, but it's, it's not physically. Yeah. <laughs> because you need to be able to balance out this job, particularly yeah. if you're going to plan it out for months and months. months. If we're going to do it right. Yeah. If you're constantly yeah. exhausting yourself and you're also balancing so many different things, you're eventually going to suffer from, you know, decision fatigue, from information fatigue, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not sure that's a very good working environment. Well, and my wife completely agrees. And so, you know, one thing that happened over, <laughs> the, you know, this break that I've had from uh, being let go in February to being rehired last month um, is that uh, I also learned to appreciate my family time and i'm so i'm you know coming back into yeah. this really trying to stay as balanced as possible now with that in mind i also talked to my wife and i said you know this first month or two is going to probably be more intense than what it will be after that because number one we're we are a small team we need to hire people and number two because like I said, if I fuck this up, I fucked it up. So I'm not going to fuck it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting all my time and effort into it yeah. right now. And I'm, and I'm, and I am exerting myself and I am going, I'm working yeah. weekends right now, but I know it's not permanent. And there's a reason I'm doing it right now because this is a serious thing for me. Like mm -hmm. we are going to do this and we're going to do it right. And so right now it's a, it's a major workload, but I'm not complaining. I'm fine. You know, well, like I'm, 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 no, I'm no, not, no. I bring this up just because, you know, I'm concerned that, you know, it's no too much. how determined you are, it can be too much. And yeah. that's why with time, you'll need to, you know, reduce the number of plates and focus on just those and spinning them just right. I will. Thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. I'll, I'll make sure. <laughs> no, you're, you're, he just cares about you. Yeah, he cares I, about I, you. <laughs> I totally understand if for this to be done right, you know, we need to have our mental capacity at full. Yeah. And so um totally aware of that and like i said i knew that this first part was going to be intense but yeah. we i do have an awesome team working with us and and people like you know i was just having a discussion with mark nicholson last night um who it, you know he's a, a mech modeler and he he was just like he was as pumped up as you guys or anybody in the community that this is happening and he's like i want to build some new mechs and you know like it's just we have some really passionate strong developers that are excited for this stuff to be happening again and so i wouldn't be able to do it on my own thankfully we have you know Good. we do cool. have a team still that's going to be helping and, um, and i yeah. don't worry i will be prioritizing my health so that i can do this correctly i have a selfish it's question productive it's a uh, focusing on the productive work environment yeah. that's yep. uh endless crunch of course um it, 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 you could do it in short bursts but um hey we're not uh, cd project red we're not doing that kind of crunch you know <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> wow wow oh, shots fired <laughs> dude did you see that they're releasing their freaking game yeah, right know. on <laughs> December 10th, I think, I mean, right? The thing is, with uh, Constant Crunch, there are plenty of game, you know, studios like EA, Microsoft, who, uh, yeah. who run on Constant Crunch. Just mm -hmm. four years of development, Constant Crunch, and the amount of product productivity people get from those people is about the same as if they didn't crunch at all. Yeah, no, I know. There's, I mean, that's a huge topic within the game industry. And um, I can say uh, that Russ runs a healthy environment. Good. And, okay. um, and, and so I'm, you know, 
I'm proud to be, I, I know there'll be comments about this, but I'm proud to be a PGI employee. I've loved my time working with PGI um, and I respect Russ as much as, you know, people want to say things about that. That's fine. Um, but, you know, I've worked with people, I've worked for myself since I was 20 years old. I've worked with a lot of people um, and I absolutely respect Russ and I absolutely respect the, the team and the company. And so, and that's legit, man. And, and people can argue with me and debate it. That's fine. But uh, I'm really happy where I'm at. Um, we're not being overworked at all. Um, everybody's working hard, but we're not being overworked. And, and obviously now because of COVID and we're all working from home, there's a little bit more, um, you know, flexibility and so forth too in, in how we spend our time. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm aware uh, of all that stuff and I will be working on it. Okay. Um, now that biter mom has uh, talked to there, um, I'm going to do one selfish <laughs> question. Tone been? It's been product manager. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Just like, e manager, dude. Like I've been pretty critical as far in many other places. That's all right. I have one selfish question. Uh, can you talk to Matt about taking out the destroy UAV in events? And that's a selfish thing for me because I freaking hate that. <laughs> and, um, I forget that there's always a shoot this many UAVs. Yeah. Oh my god. So you just want you just want UAVs out of events? No, no, no. Doing a UAV is just, fine, but but take it out of shooting, shooting them. them because you have to have no, know, twelve people I mean. yeah. drop yeah. UAV and you're fighting against but, eleven other people shooting the UAV. But, but, but Bob, what? what are we going to going to talk about if none of the events feature your favorite? You can talk about the good stuff topic. that's going to happen. Oh yeah, that's yeah, like true. The... True. Gives me some right, talk about like later on. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll <laughs> talk. I'll talk to him. <laughs> um, I think my other question was. Uh, oh, wait, this... wait, wait. Just to yeah. just to make sure I'm saying okay. the right thing. You're you're the reason it drives you crazy is because twelve people are trying to shoot a UAV. No, no, no. no. Okay. Twelve people have to and drop not focusing UAV. on the mechs. Well, no, it's actually. Now yeah, the odds of you shooting it down are hard because you're actually fighting against the people, your your eleven teammates, and then also twelve people on the other team have to shoot a UAV up in order to go shoot it right, down. Right. So you're fighting okay. against your own guys so you to go like shoot this thing. You gotta help the team to get the UAV up, yeah. and then that team has to like shoot the. So it's like a vicious cycle of of like. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's been like twenty matches to shoot the damn thing, and it's like, oh, okay. thank God I got it done, you know, type thing. But got it. But anyways, that's just me. That, that's okay. my selfish question. Okay, second question is uh, when is DLC for um, uh, Mech Five coming out? December tenth. December tenth. Okay, that's why you're saying that. The day like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, the God, day yeah. that Cyberpunk is dropping. The which, big drop. Damn, damn, they, damn. They literally just came in and dropped a bomb on that release. Who's the who the hell is going to care about Mech Warrior Five? When, oh my you God, know, Cyberpunk. <laughs> Cyberpunk comes out. Every gamer I know, including <sighs> myself, has been waiting and waiting and waiting for Cyberpunk, and then they drop it right. I mean, I'm drooling at, at streaming that game. I'm so gonna play Mech Warrior Five. Yeah, I mean yeah. that sucks. So I'm, that that sucks. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be playing everything. Um, so, <laughs> can you um, maybe you can say on this uh, Steam pricing? Is that something you're willing mm, yeah, to? Yeah, that's another okay. thing too. Um, what's your question? Um, is the Steam pricing gonna be the same as the Epic Game Store pricing, including potential uh, Christmas sales? I would say you'll be uh, you'll be happy with the pricing. I don't. Okay. Here's the here's the reason I'm being hesitant right now is because I don't know if I'm trying to remember if Russ has officially announced any of the pricing, and yeah, I don't want to yeah. be that guy yeah. that you know. Yeah. Hey, Darren, why did you say? But anyway, yeah. The pricing is falling within the range that you guys were talking about and wanting and hoping. So Good. you'll be happy with the price. Cool. All right. As a person who has not played Mech Five yet, I know. Um, you, but Bob's going to get it for I'll you. Be, 
Yeah, yes. I'm gonna oh, buy. Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he listened. He listened there. Ah. <laughs> I'm buying it for you, man, because I want you to play it. And then one, and then once we get it, I'll play through the whole entire damn thing. Because I, I think uh, you know what, honestly, for the people that didn't buy it yet and they've been waiting, they're going to be really happy with the uh, price points, and I think that'll encourage people to get into it for sure. Very cool. cool. Can't totally wait. Cool. Yeah, we we were talking about potential year one edition, something like that. So cool to hear. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, I. I think we're just. I think we're probably gonna end it right there. I know we've talked I a have whole lot. Final, you have one okay, final one thing. Final question. Final okay. question. So, uh, Darren, mental health is super important, and I just want to ask you: What are you doing to stay mentally healthy, to blow off steam, and those kind of things? Um, I go work on my boat. You know, you you see my uh, yeah. my maritime uh, decorations there. Yeah, I mean, it really, it's all for me. Um, what's keeping me mentally healthy is my family. Um, I have a wonderful wife and daughter, and um, and outside hobbies. I love the outdoors where I live in the Pacific Northwest. Um, that's my you know Discover PNW. If you go to discoverpnw.com, you can see some of the stuff that I'm doing uh, in the outdoors up here. I love getting outside. That's the big thing for me. Like I sit in this chair in this office you know, in my bedroom, um, every single day for many, many, many hours. So to me, what's keeping me mentally healthy is getting the hell out, um, going and climbing a mountain, going to some rivers and whatever, taking a ride in my boat, um, and, and being with my family. So yeah, cool. you know, mental health in today's climate for all kinds of, uh, you know, exterior reasons is very difficult, whether we're dealing with COVID or politics or, um, you know, just anything. I, I deal with a lot of uh, Twitch streamers and YouTubers that have anxiety issues and depression issues. And man, I understand that. You know, I've been there myself. I've dealt with severe depression in my time um, and anxiety. Boy, believe me, before with NGNG, I was, you know, every day waking up, am I going to lose my job today? Because you just never know, you know. And so that anxiety can really affect us. And I think mental mm -hmm. health is something that we all need to take more seriously um both here in the states and and everywhere around the world mental health is significant these days that's huge um, yeah because i know personally i know i have depression and anxiety um yeah and, it, it, and it's rough and oh, yeah. i'm glad to hear, hear you're taking care of it um i know actually here in the states i just got cleared for medical marijuana so i'm gonna be congratulations oh <laughs> Uh, when he did not leave myself, but <laughs> hey, you know what? CBD. I mean, THC aside, CBD has been helping a lot of people. That. Yeah, it's actually like, yeah. like, 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 like this whole entire week. I began taking it on Tuesday, and like, I'm, I'm not like jittery. I've been sleeping a whole lot better. Sleep's been huge. Now. What so state lucky. are you in? Uh, P Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah so. I'm just, just curious what states are uh, moving forward on that. But yeah, yeah. I mean mental health is such a huge freaking issue man and and i it, it kills me you know i get really i get depressed mm -hmm. hanging out with people in twitch streams not because they're depressing but because i just feel so sad for people that are battling these things and it's so serious you know like i don't i just we 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 i don't know how it is in in germany or, or other parts of europe or whatever but man in america we do not take mental health seriously enough no. at all mm -mm. we don't in so i've heard yeah yeah, yeah, I mean, and for, yeah, and like, and my wife, she had gone to school for psychology and, this, you know, and she did, you know, some internships and how they did stuff in the hospitals was not the best way. And mm -hmm. I could yeah. go on for hours. I, I think we could talk for another hour about mental health on. stuff. But, but, um, but to return but, to the topic yeah. of MWO, let me just sort of give my uh, quick sort of conclusion. <laughs> 
You know, I've talked about you Let's know, go the, back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I like wrapping it all up nicely. But I'm just <laughs> okay. saying that you know, in the past, uh, PGI they will often do a fairly good job, but they, they, you know, they often work themselves out and do not come back to the things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and you know, right now at least we've got lots of promises for lots of talk, and maybe I have a whole month of extra talk and talk and talk. But you know, as I sort of felt, I felt like at the end it's sort of um, something I've heard people mention. You know, you want to work smarter not harder. And uh, that's really, I'm not sure necessarily in my heart of hearts if PGI has still really improved on that fact. And, you know, I, I think talk is still the way that works for them right now. But, um, you know, always, 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 at least in a work environment, you want to try and improve and make things more inefficient and make everybody much more, you know, getting just getting those plates spun and getting things done rather than just uh, chitter-tattering around it and working yourself to the bone, you know, just, oh, um, you know, uh, I need to get some uh, some things over to my boat and I take, I pick them up and I walk in the wrong direction. Well, that that's great motivation. I love it. But you, you've obviously well, actually made yourself harder for yourself. We'll that's, see. That's just the thing I'm worried about. You know, we'll see in the future, though, basic. I know Darren, like, talking to you before at MetCon and, and plus, you know, like, in, in messages and everything, I mean, I have high hopes. You know, you're very enthusiastic, and then actually, you know, like Bruce, lot of, like we always talked about HBS. The, the, the guy taking the rocks the wrong way has has plenty of enthusiasm. Well, no, but obviously no, you should a, put it on a car. You but, should put it in a car. You should take. But it I in trust the Darren to take it into a certain position, though. It should go in the correct direction. Well, like I, I, I take it from there. Like, like you know, talk about yeah. like Mitch Gittleman, right? Okay, I'll follow that guy to to hell and back, basically, just because of like whatever it is. Even if it's going the wrong direction, that guy's just freaking amazing. You know, but he, and he is but. Also very good at kicking yeah. people in the right place. Yeah, exactly. He'll tell people, no. <laughs> no, no, it's well, not going to happen. He knows, he you knows know. when to say no. He, yeah. he, he, when he talks to people, he has an idea, a plan. And that's, yeah. that's why I brought up the spinning plates thing, because it's a brilliant example. You know, just uh, uh, put your mind around it. And that's because, you know, Rich has a re uh, because Mitch has a very good grasp of the topics of how to handle people, how to push projects in the right direction mm -hmm. and that's you know why he is a brilliant project lead and so yeah, one thing know. if if you don't mind me just uh speak if you, you, lars you want to go and then i'll, I'll no, go. no no Darren, please go ahead please go ahead so yeah mm -hmm. um i just don't want you guys to forget anything you're gonna say but basically here's the deal i get what you're saying you know like there's been a long history of you know potentially things being done the wrong way um so there's nothing I can say to that, right? It's it is what it is. The, the history is what the history. Um, the things that have yeah. been done have been done. Um, yeah, yeah. So so at this point, all I can do is just prove it, and that's going to take yeah. doing it. You know, that's going to take mm -hmm. what's happening over the the, yep. the the future months, the weeks and months. And so, but what we what I don't want to do is go back to a thing where PGI is just making the updates that PGI wants to do, and you guys have to live with those updates, yeah. right? So. I'm taking on a very difficult task, which is getting community input. Mitch doesn't do that. I love Mitch. I totally love Mitch. I love the way he does things. I love yep. Battletech, the game. Um, but that's not where we're at. And we're not Mitch. I'm not Mitch. Well, yeah. Mitch. Uh, Russ is not Mitch. And we're not Battletech. And, and that they had a very specific goal. And none of it had to do with community input. We're doing a completely different thing here. Like, basically, we have two options, right? One is keep doing things our way or do things with community input. And so, um, you know, I can't, we can't do things with community input without having these discussions. If we don't have these discussions, yeah, yeah. then it's really just PGI doing whatever PGI wants to do. So 
yeah it's 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 a crazy it's it is spinning a bunch of plates i hope i don't drop any i hope i don't crack any you know um and it's it is a balancing act but that's my you know my whole career right now at this point is is balancing on me making this happen successfully with the community with pgi and coming with some cohesive plan that makes sense on every level, makes it more fun, makes it more profitable, um, and makes it last for the next four to five years. And so that's my goal. It's not easy, but I think we can totally do it. Okay. There you go. Dear community, please play Maker Online or Darren goes homeless. Yeah. <laughs> for only for the price of a cup of coffee a day, you can keep me employed. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, I'm glad we gave Darren the last word. That's actually my goal. Uh, he did yeah. it himself. Yeah, definitely. Glad to have that happen. Uh, but again, everyone, this has been the first second podcast, episode 130. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll make sure to put all the links and everything down below for the forum post, the email, and any kind Facebook, of other Facebook, like whatever links we can. Yeah. Um, during the podcast, I'll be down below. And we will see you guys next time. Bye, Ian. Bye, Biter. Bye, Darren.